0: Hello? Hello? This is a test of the emergency broadcast. What what was that?
1: You just came out of nowhere. I love you. There you
0: are. Jeez.
1: Well, they probably didn't uh, have the thing in. There's that echo again. Boy, this is getting really ponderous. You know what?
0: The echo's better than no sound at all.
1: No, I'd rather take the silence than this echo. Awful. What's that all about, Josh? Josh? Yeah, on our end. I have no idea. You're Josh. on our end. Oh, it must be on your end. Now it's gone again. Now it's back. Echo, 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 echo. It's awful. It's just horrible. It's on your end.
0: I don't hear it here.
1: Well, I hear it on this end. It's m- muy, muy annoying. You sound anyway, good. What does that mean? You sound fine. Yeah. Well, I got an echo, though. I can hear the echo. You want to hear the echo real loud? How's that? I don't oh, hear it geez, at all. That's bad. Well, that's good. I'll get my hearing checked. I got a real uh, great thing for you. You won't get it, though, so I don't know what I'm going to tell you because it is just it? too lazy. Dreamfields Pasta. Yeah. When's the last time you had pasta? I'm not eating pasta. Well, of course not, because you're diabetic like me,
0: right? Uh, well, I'm not eating pasta because I'm uh, on a diet right now. That yeah,
1: I... well, this is low-carb and no low-calorie cal- pasta.
0: No, no carbs.
1: Let me say it again. Okay, I won't tell you about it. I'll tell the audience. Greenfields, a miracle. A miracle. And it also takes away my craving for uh, sweets, well, okay. for sugar, candy, Why would you get and... a
0: pasta... Made by a guy named Greenfield.
1: Dreamfield. Dream oh, Dreamfield. Oh, Dreamfield is
0: in dumb. Oh, D. Is okay. is dense. Oh, I couldn't
1: understand. There was an D echo is in here. al dente. <laughs> I didn't God. get it.
0: There was an echo here. I yeah, that, that
1: must be it. Must be the echo finally kicked in on your ass end. <laughs> God. How about those Panthers? What's going on with them? They actually They're got six, a shot now. Does anybody care? No. Six points out. Yeah. Tonight. There quite an event in Pittsburgh last night. The power went out twice in that ancient uh, igloo, the uh, Civic Arena, and the Leafs game. Boy, that was something. Turned out to be a great game. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're getting down to crunch time, man, in the, uh, for the playoff spots. Tampa Bay tonight. Tonight's the uh, game of the season for the Panthers. If they can win this game tonight, they got a real shot. Not a catching Tampa, a catching Montreal. Of course, they got three or four other teams ahead of them. And we got Hurricane Basketball. That's the big thing, the NIT, against Creighton. Oh, man, on K-A-T. That's a good place for it. On a station that nobody can hear. What a signal they got. Back
0: to W-K-A-T. Yeah.
1: See, this is like uh, reverting all the way back to my origins again, back to K-A-T all over again. Yep. Hurricanes in Creighton. That's why we got no program director, at least for two days, maybe for the whole week. That's why Clarence is off playing the junior uh, sportscaster again. What a joke. Well, yeah. how was your weekend? My weekend was excellent. I made cab fare on Saturday. I had a tremendous time. I was losing my ass. I made it all back, plus 100 bucks cab fare. I had a good a day I had a fine yesterday. time.
0: Huh? I had a good day yesterday. What I was good for you? you, was lo- you know. Nothing You know, someone, when you're losing and you get even for the day, that's, that's better than winning. That's
1: what happened on Saturday. I played there uh, from 5 o'clock in the morning until 1 in the afternoon. I got all my money back, plus cab fare, 100 bucks, and I ran out. I had a good machine mind.
0: Peace was playing this weekend.
1: I had a good machine, and how did he do?
0: He was having—he had a little issue with a waitress there. He was trying to get a Long Island iced tea. Yeah. And uh, she—he uh, tells the story, but she didn't understand what a Long Island iced tea was. She said that uh, she would go get him. They didn't have any iced tea at the bar, and he said, "No, it's an alcoholic drink." And they went through a whole business. I don't know.
2: Huh.
1: I sure wouldn't want to be working in one of those places when he was uh, plunging his guts. He's uh, kind of surly.
0: Yeah, he can get a little irritable if things yeah. aren't
1: going well. I'll tell you what bugs me is these uh, women. It's mostly the women. You know, I'll hit something, I hit a thousand bucks on the wheel, and I'm waiting to get paid. And this one, I never saw this bitch before in my life. Oh, every time I come here, you're really on a roll. I said, boy, you must be dreaming, honey. I don't I don't just listen to it either. I just give it right back to him. I said, what are you think? What are you talking about? I was
0: talking to a guy Saturday night. Uh, who told me that he went into the Seminole Casino?
1: Yes. Well, I was his first mistake. He was
0: there for dinner. He walked up to a machine, put in a dollar, and won fourteen thousand, and walked out. He put in a dollar? Yeah.
1: I don't believe it. It would have to be a progressive jackpot. You can't win a progressive with one dollar. Maybe don't know. you put in five bucks. Or I one. have
0: no idea. I don't play those things, but. He said he played it once, one fourteen He played him a buck and won 14,
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't believe him. Eight bucks. Yeah, maybe that's what he played.
0: I don't know. Where's the beast? Where did he go? Oh, you know what? He's working an early shift now. They've got him coming in here at uh, five o'clock to do update. For what? He's the update man for Orlando.
1: Oh boy. Yeah, there really, This new management team we got, they are really kicking ass, man. Since the new sales manager came in, I haven't had one new piece of copy. We have nothing on the log to speak of. It's fairly empty. And, um, you know, other than that, we're kicking ass. Big style. (laughs) They're doing it. I like the new sales manager. Well, you might like him. I'm just telling you. I think uh, he'll be good. You know what? When's that going to
0: start? Well, let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. When you come in and take over a baseball team that finished in last place... You expect it to win the championship Wouldn't the he next year? When finished last
1: place, I thought we were always one of the top two or three pillars in a market. I told you stage. how bad that sales manager was. The day I saw him, the first time. I'm not talking about replacing Stiffy. I'm talking about making something happen. Well, that's who we replaced. he replaced. He yeah. replaced Stiffy. Well, that has nothing to do with getting these people he's to do a little work. Been here a week, like Fat Boy. Oh, oh, no, he hasn't been there a week. Get out of here. He's, he's been, been here a week. Ass. Get away. Two weeks tops. And we still got that damn echo. Good God. Trust me on this one. This guy a, will be good. A technical disaster. Well, he hasn't done anything for us, I'll tell you that, between 10 and 2. He's done zero, zippity-doo-dah. And how's that 2 to 4 thing coming? <laughs> Every week they send me the schedule, I look at it, and I just put my head in my hands and cry until payday. Oh, God. What, what, what are they thinking about? It's I the have 20, no idea. It's the 20th of March. The 20th of freaking March. The Ides of March are upon us, and it's still the same Bo and Geldy and Geldie and uh, Curtis and Bo and, oh, jeez. Oh, what's, no, Bo. What's the rush? Yeah, That's right, exactly. It's only the middle of March. Yeah. These guys, man, I'm, I'm telling you, they're, they're like uh, in, they're yeah, in yeah, denial. Can I
0: tell you the difference between a new sales manager and a stiffy?
1: No, no, I don't. I mean, that's like comparing a dead man with a living person. I mean, exactly. You, to you, on you walk Zippy. into
0: this guy's office, and he's got papers all over his desk, and he's working. Yeah. I never saw that. Stick. Yeah, George's got papers on, on his desk, desk too. And busy big fat ones
2: with him. What? I'm working.
0: Yeah. It I, I
1: never saw that last sales manager with anything on his
0: desk no, of course not. Feet. He didn't
1: want to see us. That last time I was there, I walked by him, and uh, I walked through a door, and there he was. I was on my way out, and he looked at me like he had seen a ghost of Christmas past. He had a look of terror. Ta- I'm serious. He had a look I of terror on his face. Oh, hi, Neil. And he, like, uh, ran by me like uh, his ass was on fire. Maybe it was.
0: I mean, somebody should have lit a fire under him. Yeah.
1: Well, that wouldn't have helped. Well, there's no sense. There's no feeling. Yeah. Yeah, he was a stiff, but in the meantime, this guy's uh, got a lot of work to do,
3: you know.
0: Here's the beast. He was uh, out in the hall, but I want to get him in here and let him explain. Maybe you can help me out on this. First of all, well, first of all th-
1: I'm not buying that story about a guy put a can bucket the guy in the I, I, I don't believe at the it. There's could no a way. Guy win 14, there's for no a guy went
0: $14,000 for dollar?
1: He would have, he would have well, it.
2: Well, you could, uh, uh, evidently, if there's like a, uh, they have a, um, what do you call it, progressive...
1: Right, but progressive, so if you play the max, there's no such thing as a machine that only takes $1. No,
2: well, meanwhile, the minimum over there is at least $9. You have to
4: bet 9 of whatever you bet.
1: You mean even words, on Wheel of Fortune? You have even to get on Wheel nine of fortune, bucks, fortune?
4: Even, the, even the quarter machines, the minimum is 9 quarters. Oh, my God.
1: So on, but you're telling me on the dollar machine, every play is 9 bucks? Yeah, like you get out of here. I, what kind of a bunch <laughs> of crap is that? I
2: kid you not. They don't have, like, just play one or just play three. You have to bet 9 18 Oh, get a away. A maximum bet is what 45 kind of
1: a, Man, oh, man. This is really getting even for that uh, Cowboys and By the way, I lost, I lost way more money over there in the weekend. Wow, 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 wow. But he couldn't Why, get a I Why don't you get away until I July see? when we got uh, Pompano Park and the other pair of mutuals will have the uh, slots, we hope? Because I have an addiction. By the way, speaking of Pompano Park, I, mean, I, 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 I haven't heard one word about that place, not a word from uh, our buddy, uh, Well, I did Ball, hear this, Neil. Said, that, I,
0: I did hear this, Neil, that they're going to reinstate... The poker tables oh. at the paramutuals now. Well, hallelujah. That's that the latest. Your fat-ass governor. What a what a jerk.
1: Yeah, he wants us all to be as uh, good humans as him and, his, him and his whole family.
0: I mean, we He's should, should drug all be addicted, smugglers be, uh, uh, and drug, of, drug
1: right, users. And that's right. The whole Jeb Bush family.
2: is all upset. About what? That you're making fun of his governor.
1: Well, screw creeper okay? Self-hating Jew.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Idiot.
1: No, no, what are you laughing about? It's the truth, man. Here's a guy, he, he's ready. Why don't they crucify his ass? Take him out there in a the corner of 441 street Road and put up a big cross and just burn his ass. Yeah. It's the only way you're going to get him out of there anyway. <laughs> now, I'm telling you, it's the truth. Just burn his ass. So, yeah, we, could, we could get a hell of a crowd for that. Maybe we could raise some money for that charity that way. He could die for our sins. Abandoned board op rescue. <laughs> yeah, I can just see it now. Uh-huh i got news for you. If he and Clarence weren't sleeping together, he wouldn't have that job there. Five minutes, creeper. Nine. Right-wing piece of turd. God. That's right. Oh, well, Sorry. now let me ask you this. Has this. Now that Moe is left, there is his tongue like uh, two, two shades lighter than it was before? Remember that song, A Lighter Shade of Brown by uh, Harum. Remember that? Good God. He tried to pass Moe off as a weapon they, of mass destruction. Procto- they had to get like a surgeon just to get his, his head out of Moe's ass when Moe left. Good God. But? Yeah, but, that's the word. <laughs> Rectum. <laughs> what a joke. Don't get me started on your buddy Greeper there, Mr. Right Wing.
5: Oh, Republicans are going to win.
1: Like an overgrown five year old. He makes Mike Rosenthal seem like a 90 year old uh, genius. Yeah. uh. <laughs> Anyway, have a great day, guys. Yeah, you too. Thanks Bye. for leaving us laughing. No problem. <laughs> Always got to put a big smile, a smile on your pussy. you done it today. Bye.
3: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Get
5: staff no. and
3: Robert, my ass. Good for you her, yeah. Get your tongue out of there, Robert. It's oh, oh. rock.
5: M O N T A Y S U C A S. Alright. with a blue chip, blue blue chip, blue chip, blue chip, blue chip, blue
3: blue chip, on. the on. Three, three, five, five, four, four, five. That thing blue
5: chip, it Thank you.
1: It's 12 minutes after 10 at 560, WQM. Happy Monday to you. Boy, I tell you, this place, what a joke. What a laugh and a riot. Just like the uh, copy we got from like uh, seven years ago, circus. It's nice. Nice going there, Chris. What's the guy's name? The new sales manager, Chris uh, Stiffy? Jones. Let's see. Here's the facts that says from... Uh, who's this from? Who's it from? Oh, my God. Oh! Yeah, you know, I'm going to save this for after the break. This is just absolute... I thought you were joking me. Is this for real? believable. From Clarence?
2: <laughs> Why would I joke? The,
1: the... What did I tell you about this place a long time ago? Clarence and his boyfriends. Didn't I tell you that? Wasn't that always oh, yeah, my line? That's not
2: a secret, though.
1: Oh, my God. No, it's not a secret, but I'm the one who puts it out there on the ear so the public knows what kind of a kindergarten we got running. There. Nice going, Joe Bell. You really got your hand on things, baby. Oh, my God. This is scary. Wait till the audience hears about that. But the important thing is my Dreamfields pasta. I don't care about anything else except payday. Wow. And thanks to the guy that called on Friday, although he had nothing to do with it. My order was already in. The guy that said he found it. Where the hell did he find it? In public If Publix carries Dreamfields pasta, it will all be gone by tomorrow. A miracle. 1013 at 560 WQAM, your overgrown uh, kindergarten station for the uh, new millennium.
5: Roger Scott. Time for a check
2: on the forecast with Mark Lamar in the News Channel 10 Weather Center.
5: Mark? All right. Okay. um, Let's dig on the weather math party, people. <laughs> Whoa. Check it out. A high-pressure system. <laughs> That's why there's a big H. <laughs> I love H, man. (laughs) It's like, I can't get enough H. 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 Mark? Uh, Mark, do you have the five-day outlook? Oh, okay. Um... Okay, for tonight, scattered nausea with 90% chance
4: I'll pass out in my own sick. (laughs) Tomorrow, wake-up time, I'll have partly shaky hands with an increasing Jones followed by a phone call to my man, and everything's going to be cool again.
5: (laughs) Okay, back to you in the studio. 1018
1: at 560 WQM Dreamfields. Wait a minute, dreamsfieldfood.com. Just put that, mark that down in your brain. Dreamfield? I the link. No, dreamsfield. Dreamsfield.com. No, dreamsfieldfood.com. Okay. Dreamsfield. Dream with a D. D, D, D is in dense. stream. Just like this. Field. Facts. Oh my God. This is just. I'm ready to go back to bed. I can't believe this. <laughs> I mean, this is like putting in print something that we already know that was embarrassing and humiliating and childish and degrading and juvenile. Clarence, Clarence Darrow and his little boyfriends. That's the reason that they're both still there, by the way. Two of the worst troublemaking yentas that ever worked in the history of this business, and that's covering a lot of territory, who run around a building stabbing everybody in the back, including each other. Here's a memo. Boy, I'm, I'm telling you, Joe Bell just lost whatever, whatever little nothing. I'm sure he cares, but he lost me. Oh, brother Joe, uh, go away. Go away. From Josh Darrow, carbon copy to Joe Bell, of course, our new General Mangler. You think that this would have ever gone out if Greg Reed were still there? What do you mean?
2: It did. It did what? This is old already. What are you talking about? I mean, it might be official now, but uh, but yeah. No,
1: this is this is ridiculous. It says, I have enlisted Brian London, the Beast, and Robert Greeper. Robert Greeper, who can't even speak English. Yeah, Yeah. To assist me in running the WQM Programming Department, if they ask you for something, please comply. (laughs) They are communicating decisions I have made and goals that I have for the radio station. Please consider that when they contact you, and if any issues arise, please handle them respectfully and professionally. (laughs) Oh, my God. Professionally, my ass. Also, if I cannot be found, which, of course, is more often than not, and there's a pressing issue, please send them for any assistance. I think the ass part is correct. Brian and Robert have been with WQM for a long time and they're deserving this. They've been with QM a long time and that's because you're there covering their ass. Clarence, you idiot. They're passionate about the station and care about its sound and success. I'm glad they've agreed to help me with this endeavor. Oh, please, cracker, please. Oh, I'm saving that. I'm framing it. I'm sending it to Massachusetts to Framingham. Oh look at this Sean just sent a bunch of polls. I'll put in my big pile. I got poles up the old your nose. here. Pile, pile of poles. pile of poles. I'm not going to let that deter me from my enthusiasm because yeah. I'm so excited that my Dream Shield pasta finally showed up on Friday. And I had some on Friday and I had some on Saturday and I had some again yesterday. I'm good. not saying
2: you should eat it every day. Don't be it's deterred.
1: Like, and I threw out that crap, that shirataki uh, noodle stuff, <laughs> that slimy, <laughs> smelly stuff. Oh, Well, I'm just telling you, maybe some people no, out there no, would like this that. Like important. the one guy that called us, remember him? Oh, yeah, it's really good. No, it's not. It's yeah. like uh,
2: chewing on shoelaces. Well, I wanted you to taste it. What's that? Because you'll want set us straight. No well, I did. I'm telling
1: you. Didn't I tell you it was crap? Yeah. But Dreamsfield pasta, man, it comes in the lasagna, the um, uh, elbow macaroni, which I guess you can make macaroni and cheese, low carb, and spaghetti, which I got a case of spaghetti, a case. The damn thing is good. I'd have been throwing this stuff down down the tube too. Tube. And now I can only tell you personally what it did as far as my blood sugar. Now, if I would eat the comparable amount, two ounces of, and two ounces doesn't sound like much, it is a lot when you cook it. Mm -hmm. It's a good ample amount. And I got my low carb sauce. Now, if he would have eaten the comparable amount of a regular pasta, it would have sent my blood sugar up to about 400 at least. Dangerous number. This, I started at 100, my blood sugar, the first time I ate it. It went up about, uh, oh, between an average of 50 to 75 points within an hour and a half. And then it started coming back down again, very nicely. That's a miracle. Do you have any idea what that is? Now, people that want to control their sugar much, much tighter than that, which I think you must be crazy. But if you do, that's up to you. But you have to try it for yourself. So I ordered mine online. We'll, we'll get to that eventually. I've got a whole article about it. From Friday, our annual demographic survey. Which are you? Do I want to read this whole thing? This will take us till midnight. Okay. 2,441 votes. I don't want to read this whole thing. It's ponderous. Non-Hispanic white male, 2554, 1,232. I'm not going to read all of these. The, uh, the obviously the most important thing is that the overwhelming majority of the audience, uh, males 2554. That's our target that demo. That? That's our bonus, oh! which we'll never see again. Nice job there, Joe Bell. By the way, you really you really got control of that program, director. Yours. This is a laugh riot, is what it is. It's pathetic. It's embarrassing. So he's got Joyce on the one hand controlling the content, and on the other hand, he's controlling the, uh, the comedy factor there with Clarence and his little boyfriends. Oh Jesus, welcome to WVUM. I think I'm going to do the show in this voice from now on. It's the Mike Rosenthal show with our special guest, Jay Rokich. Wow, what a, what a panic! We're, we're, we're like a, we're not even like Piper Highman's got to be KPX. We're not be like a bad college radio station anymore. Nice going, Joe. You go, baby. You are doing it, clown. What's the other important things on here? We finally got the Hispanic uh, white female fifty-five plus. We got six. six. Wow. Impressed? Yeah, I am. Hispanic white female under twenty-five. Five, Ooh. five young Hispanic chicks, but non-Hispanic white female under twenty-five. Solamente dos, only two. We even had really? Identity. Yeah. Wow. So we got no young white chicks not here. That his makes pack.
2: no sense to me at all. Well that, that's what we got. This is
1: on there all weekend long. We got twenty four hundred and forty one people uh, logged onto it. That's a pretty good number. That's four hundred and some odd more than we had the last time we did it, although well we had five
2: hundred crank ones last time. What the, the hell are they listening to that kid country? Who's that? The Anglo Chicks, what are they listening to?
1: They're listening to Power ninety six. I yeah. Is what they're listening. And let's see, what, what else was interesting on here? Uh, Native American female, 16. And nati- no, I'm sorry. Native American male, 16. Native American female, 15. See, I told you. So there's one guy out there missing a papoose.
2: <laughs> or
1: something like that. You told
2: me what? I told you to put that on there, that we had some engines. Asian male,
1: 255418. So I'm not going to read that whole list. That's really boring. But thanks for uh, logging on there telling us that we got at least 2,400 people listening anyway. I think that's probably about half the audience. The way things are going. Nice going, Joe. You watch Joe Bell. You watch him and Clarence take this thing right into the toilet. <laughs> oh,
2: it's oh, all meat. Huh?
1: And that, exactly. Just as long as the Beasleys can afford to keep covering them checks, that's all we care about. A bitterly divided electorate gives President George W. Bush an approval rating of only 36% in the latest Newsweek poll, matching the lowest point of his presidency record last November. His image as an effective leader in the war on terror is tarnished with less than half the public, 44% approving of the way he's handling terrorism and homeland security. Despite a series of presidential speeches and photo ops meant to bolster support for the war in Iraq, as well as the announcement of a major military offensive, which turned out that that was just a bunch of crap, when the poll was getting underway, only 29% of the people questioned approved Bush's handling of the situation in Iraq. Fully 65% disapproved. This is Newsweek. His approval ratings for the handling of energy policy, 28%, and healthcare, 28%, were new lows, while approval on the economy, 36%, mirrored his overall rating. How do you like that? What, like what's it. going to happen when it gets down to be in the 20s? Well, what's going to happen then? Nothing. Now, at all. Now, that, what, that's, that's like saying, what's going to happen when our numbers get down in the ones and twos on QAM? You're right. Nothing at all. Say it again. Nothing at nothing. all. That That memo just, it just leaves me limp. It just sends me right to the old bowl, I'll tell you. <laughs> Wow, they've been here a long time. Well, I got news for it, The janitor's been here a long time too. Let's make him the general manager, okay? Wow, right. at least yeah. he might do something. Good God, at least he might uh, give Joyce a piece of his mind. Clarence, the Beast, and Robert Griefer. That's the little. There's the the uh, triumvirate. The, the, the triad, yeah. The try the triumvirate, leading us into the new era of broadcast uh, excitement. Got the bullet, too, this afternoon. Speaking of exciting, Mad Dog at the Yenta Center from 4 to 6.30. And then the Panthers and the Lightning. Big, big game. I'm assuming that's a home game because he's going to be doing the show there. So uh, Panther preview at 6.30. Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning at 7 o'clock. Huge game. As suddenly the Panthers caught on fire. I have no idea what's going on. Hurricane warm-up on uh, AM 1360 at 7.30. And the Hurricanes in Creighton on KAT at uh, 8 o'clock. 80 K. follows all of that excitement. Can he handle it? That's where Clarence is. He's out playing UN basketball guy again. So Robert and Grieper are running the radio station. <laughs> oh my God! I, you know, seriously, I say let's bring in Gilbert. Let's bring in Gilbert and the guy with the eyes and Prozac Ron. And yeah. let them, no, look, if they can have their triumvirate, why can't we have ours? We'll send
2: them up there to you. They could be your house boys.
1: No, I'm, I'm telling you right now. And maybe if those guys can't do it, we can just bring in Eddie. What do you say? Put those guys in ba-boom. the gym. That's it. 27 past 10 at QAMB. What? The following conversation is real.
6: It took place between a Mobstar customer and a Mobstar representative.
4: Mobstar, how you doing? How you doing? Listen, I got a problem. You remember that thing? Oh, you don't mean that thing with our friend? Yeah, well, not for none, but he's kicking and screaming in the trunk, and I think he's going to bring the heat down on me. Hey, you were
6: supposed
5: to take care of him before you went upstate. Oh, I popped him three times. What, it's my fault he's got a skull like a bone ball. This guy. All right, shut up. I can see your location is that parking lot under the bridge. Yeah, so? Yeah, so? I'm going to remotely open a trunk while you go back there and pop three more slugs in him so the job is done right. All right, all right. All right, it's done. Good. Now hop on a turnpike and head north.
1: Mobstar. Always there,
6: always ready.
1: Capiche
5: <laughs> thanks, Mobstar. Hey, forget about it.
1: Forget about it. Oh, boy. 1032 at 560 WQM. So Ray, who's chronic and who's at University Dodge, according to the header on the fax, uh, sends this, the Bush family criminal empire, this uh
2: Yeah, I couldn't read it
1: very well, thing. but it's cute. I where he got it, it. says, I know that these are true, but I never heard this about Laura, have you? And it's the thing about manslaughter, mm-hmm. killed a nice boyfriend, which we talk about in right. Gracie's tale about her uh, little driving escapade, a little accident. Of course we did, Ray. Get with it. Get with the program, will you, please? Okay, let's take a look at the poll we got going on right now. Generally, which group of South Floridians bugs you the most? we got the uh, 642. Cubans, 200. It was Cubans, as Emmy Schaefer would say. Cubans. New Yorkers, 95. Rednecks, 59. Senior Citizens, 52. French Canadians, 50. I like everybody, 38. Now we're talking. Haitians, 38. African Americans, 32. I hate everybody, 27. I hate this fool, 17. Jews, 15. (coughs) Jamaicans, Jamaicans, 7. Radio Sales Holes 5. Radio Acronics, 4. And last but not least, Gays, 3. Solamente Trace. Okay, what's this uh, cojones not acceptable on Billboard Miami Advertiser finds. Well, how do you like that?
2: So you think we have problems with balls? Apparently it's going around.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, Donna Shalitley's probably got her finger in here. Well, I sure hope she washes that thing. And her finger, too. Former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright, you, I, I just, you know, something seriously. Uh, as I'm on such a high today. Like I told you it's before 50, the show, right? that the pasta and everything, and I feel so good. My weight is perfect, and not perfect, but for me it's good. And my sugar is great, and the sun is shining, it's cold as hell, but it's, uh, it's nice. Life is sweet. And then I get a copy of that memo, and to find out that uh, Joe Bell has just basically handed the keys to the kingdom over to Josh and his little playmates there. See, somebody needs to sit this guy down and explain in the history of what's going on in that joint. Well, what it's all about, Alfie. What's it all about? Maybe he just doesn't care. Maybe he doesn't get it. Well, well, what do you expect? I mean, can you imagine Robert Gripper coming to you and giving you uh, instructions on how to uh, tell you to do something? <laughs> exactly. And you're going to listen to Robert Grieper? No. Well, like uh Nine. Yeah. <laughs> like, a re- like a retard. And I and apologize to all retards out there because that's an insult to all retards. He's a step below that, whatever that is. Good God. To actually put that in print, it's, just, it's like slapping all of us in the face is what it is. I'll still take the money, okay? That's the way it goes, Clarence. I'll still take the money. Former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright used the word cojones to land land-based Fidel Castro. Americans use it colloquially to describe someone who is gutsy. Now, Volkswagen AG is getting flack for using it in billboards to advertise a sporty model to Hispanics in the USA. Cajones. Cojones. Cojones is a Spanish word that means literally testicles. Balls. In the U.S., however, it's sort of a catch-all term for Daring. That's what Volkswagen was going for in a black and white billboard featuring its GTI 2006 model, accompanied by two uh, words in big bold letters: "Turbo cojones. Cajones. But the campaign is boomeranged with Volkswagen taking the billboards down in three cities after they quickly generate a firestorm in Miami. Luis Perez Toran, an instructor at Miami Dade Community College, said the ad might not sound so offensive in English. But in the Spanish speaking community, it will always have a vulgar connotation, said Tolan, who supervises a writing program for Spanish language network Telemundo. Volkswagen isn't the first advertiser to discover that words are amusing in one culture can be inappropriate in another. A few Asian countries have banned Australia's latest tourist slogan, Where the bloody hell are you? <laughs> oh, leave it to those Aussies. Where the bloody hell are you? The Aussies and the Brits. Volkswagen's intent was to pitch the sporty fast car, which has a sticker price starting at 23 grand, to young, bisexual, bilingual Hispanics who retain ties to their Latino heritage. We wanted something that broke out of the mold and carried the connotation of being strong and gutsy, said Daniel Marrero, Marrero creative director for the Miami-based agency Creative On Demand D, or Creative On Demand with a capital D on the end, that came up with the ad. This is a word adapted in the American vernacular. We never thought this would be an issue. But in Miami, in uh, South Florida, everything is an issue. We're offended. We're offended. Just like a lot of people listen to this show, they're offended. But you know what? If we're not offending somebody, we're not doing our jobs. Period. If we're sucking up and kissing everybody's ass, like Robert Greeper was with Mo, then obviously uh, it's another story altogether. I still can't believe that. I have it sitting here in the bottom of my pile in a very important place for things that will be framed and put on the wall. It's used as a dartboard. What did I tell you about Joe Bell? This guy is as clueless as a uh, dead man. He's just uh, so out of the loop, it's scary. Scary is what it is. And Clarence sends him a copy of this. The Beast and Robert Greeper are in charge while Clarence is out playing basketball guy. Oh, my goodness. Shame, shame on us. Libby trial may be embarrassing for Bush. Lawyers for Vice President Dick Cheney's former top eight are signaling they may delve deeply at his criminal trial into infighting among the White House, the CIA, and the State Department over pre-Iraq war intelligence failures. In a preview to a possible defense, the lawyers for I, Lewis, Scooter, Libby are also suggesting that the State Department, not Libby, may be to blame for licking the identity of covert CIA officer Valerie Plain to the media, Court papers filed late Friday raised the possibility a trial could become politically embarrassing for the Bush administration by focusing on the debate about whether the White House manipulated intelligence to justify the U.S. led invasion of Iraq in March 2003. Bad stuff is going to come down. So now it is approval rating from 33 to 36 percent, depending on which poll you like the best. Just wait until all that stuff starts hitting between that and the Abramoff stuff. Okay, what you now? It's going to be real ugly. So, George saw a movie over the weekend that you're going to hate. Or maybe oh, you're going to
2: like. V. Josh like, it's Josh w- It's like okay. It. Walk, don't run to go see it. Good, v. Good for Vendetta. Right. Good message. Uh, just kind of a mild delivery. Starring Hugo Weaving. Right. Although you never see him in the movie. We're crying and Hugo's weaving. Bobbing and weaving. So, you hated it and Josh I Larkin. didn't hate it. it was just, I thought it was mild. It was weak. It had On a some scale good parts. Great message. Uh, six. Six. Josh, I'll give it
5: an eight. Ah!
1: Wow, that's quite a discrepancy, because between a six and an eight, six to me would be, I wouldn't waste my time. Eight, I'd say, uh, There, there great. were
2: some good parts, but then there was, like, a real dead Josh said it was even better than network. Well. Well, exactly. <laughs> he probably stayed awake through it.
1: Oh, I see. Audiences were in a rebellious mood, lifting the action tale V for Vendetta to the top spot of the weekend box orifice with $26.1 million debut. The Warner Brothers film, which stars Natalie Portman and Hugo Weaving, in a story of revolution against a totalitarian British government, bumped off the previous weekend's box orifice leaders. Paramount's romantic comedy, Fader to Launch, which debuted at number one, slipped to second, and uh, Shaggy Dog, Disney's Shaggy Dog, fell to third. Uh, the weekend's other new wide release, Paramount She's the Man, opened in fourth with $11 million, starring Amanda Burns, as a teen disguising herself as a male to play on a boys' soccer team in a modern update of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. Fox's Searchlight's uh, Tobacco Industry Satire, Thank You for Smoking, opened a huge Numbers and limited release. I thought it was called Thank You for Sharing.
2: I believe that's Amanda Bynes, by the way.
1: What did I call it? Burns. Burns. It burns. Oh, Bynes. B-O-I-N-E-S. Bynes. Thank you so much. Like when you eat cheese. Yeah. it binds. The ties that bind. Kind of like uh, Michael Crichton. <laughs>
2: right. right. He's got a Crichton in his neck.
1: Starring. Oh, I got a good Michael Crichton article, by the way, from the New York Times. How do you like that coming up? Oh, I, I probably should spend at least two hours on my Dreamsfield the pasta. I might save a lot of people's lives out there. You watch. I bet a lot of these people have tried it. QAM Dreamsfield line. Hello.
4: Neil. Yes. Hey, good morning. I got a radio accident over the weekend.
3: Yeah. I, I
4: was listening to an overnight sports station, and Pharrell was on. Yeah. And he was talking about how many places he's been all over the country. And he mm-hmm. says, yeah, when I was in Miami, I was number one.
3: Yeah, sure he was.
4: I think he was more number two, to be honest with you. Well, but, uh, number
1: one and number two, you could smell it. Right. Well, he has this habit of lying about his numbers, like he, oh, I kicked Howard's ass in New York. No, he didn't. He just uh, makes stuff up.
4: Oh, I mean, yeah, he does. He ins- impresses
1: uh, impressionable dumb punks. Well,
4: I, Trump is always saying The Apprentice is the number one show on TV. I put, guess he forgot about CSI and Survivor. Yeah. And you ever see the two of them
1: together? Same guy, different haircut. Same guy.
5: Bah, 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 bah.
1: That Pharrell, man, he's the one that really put us right over the top. You know what? Okay. Although now, now we got the triumvirate going. Now we're, got, we're going to return you guys across the street. You better be shaking in your boots. I bet they're—I bet Stu Goss is laughing up uh, his sleeve. Laughing right up his... rectum ...ass. Clarence, the Beast, and Robert. This is Neil Rogers. Conquering the world together.
6: I kick his ass and then I'll steal his toupee. Who's the monkey that's more fun than a barrel of humans?
1: Party, party, party with the
6: animals.
4: I was drinking Jack Daniels all the time.
5: <laughs> he never says a word. Uh,
4: uh,
5: uh, uh, I, uh.
6: If there's trouble... He's behind it.
4: I admitted that Dick Cheney's... ...an ass... D-
6: <laughs> and if there's a chance for adventure... I guess I'm the black sheep of the family. ...he's into it.
4: I recognize that Americans want our troops
1: to come home as quickly as possible. This will not happen on my watch. We intend to stay forever.
6: Curious George...
1: Our children and our grandchildren are
6: grown for body parts. Now, he's in a whole new world. Uh, and still up to the same old tricks. Well, I... I, I maybe I need to learn to communicate
1: better. Welcome to the world of curious joy. Fool me once, shame on, shame on you. The fool me, can't get fooled again. <laughs> and that's what Joe Bell says. 1044-1611-560-WQAM. So there's a great story about Scientology
2: behind uh, uh, Rolling Stone and the current are you, issue. Are you going to read it? Are you out of your mind? It's like 17 oh, pages. Oh, well, because, you know, Tom Cruise might come at you.
1: Oh, hey, Tommy. You fairy. Anyway, it's, uh, lo- it's on our website. About Scientology? It's uh, like that. I never finished reading this about the uh, V for Vendetta. No. It was adapted by Andy and Larry Wachowski, creators of The Matrix, from a graphic novel about mass freedom fighter battling British fascism in the near future, like Tomorrow. The film was produced by Joel Silver, who also made The Matrix flicks and directed by James McTeague, a protege of the Wachowski brothers. Critics generally gave thumbs up to V for Vendetta. G- generally gave it thumbs up, George. No, no. Calling it a smarter-than-average movie, visually impressive action thriller, Mm -hmm. it touches on disturbing notions in a post-9-11 world, raising questions about when violence is justified, and examining definitions of freedom-fighting versus terrorism. If I were you folks, I'd watch uh, Loose Change on our website, Part 2, instead. Hour and 20 minutes. Here we have a movie about a guy who wears a mask the whole picture with controversial subjects, some hot-button issues, not the standard fair movie, and we did a strong opening and attracted a huge amount of people, producer Silver said. Just before the Lemon Ranger hopped on top. Right.
2: It's got a good message. It's worth a watch. Just uh, It's got a real dead middle. No, I see. Dead middle? Yeah.
1: Nine, I know some people like that. Federal drug enforcement agents in Northern California shut down an elaborate marijuana candy factory that produced drug-laced snacks called Rasta Reese's, Pot Tarts, and other parodies of popular products.
2: And these are available where?
1: On uh, Online. <laughs> in fact, there's a long line. Authorities raided five locations last Thursday, arresting 12 people for allegedly running the criminal enterprise Roster Reeses and Pot Tarts. Police said the group produced candy and soda that looked like popular treats but were laced with pot. Agents seized boxes of treats with names like Buddha Fingers, Munchy Way, Roster Reeses, Pot Tarts, and Puffa Mint Patty. <laughs> All right, Puffa Mint Patty. DEA agents said the sophisticated operation, which called itself Beyond Bomb, Cultivated thousands of plants and warehouses with factory-like precision. Employees in one location wore white doctor's gowns and punched time clocks when they came to work, officials said. Well, they were doing important work. It's hard work. Yes. One of the buildings that was raided in Oakland is associated with Compassionate Caregivers Club, a medical marijuana dispensary authority said. Between four and 5,000 marijuana plants, $100,000 in cash, three weapons and hundreds of marijuana-laced candies and soft drinks were seized in the raids, according to the DEA. While the play on popular candy brands might bring on the uh, giggles in some, drug agents said they could be dangerous in the wrong hands. This can be tragic. A young child could eat one of these and drink one of the sodas, said the DEA's Javier Pena. And, and then what?
2: (laughs) And then what? They take it up, I guess.
1: I see. Wow. So there you go. That's the heavy-duty stuff. Buddha fingers and uh, of gold. (laughs) South Park Scientology battle rages on. How come the phones aren't ringing off the hook with people about Dreamfield's pasta yet? Uh, I mean, and One guy I called on Friday who said that it was very good, although I don't know whether he was diabetic or not. I mean, you don't have to be diabetic to like it. It's much lower in, it's about the same calories, much lower in carbs, and it's got twice the uh, uh, fiber of regular pasta. Well, that's it good. Looks, it looks and cooks and tastes exactly like your regular pasta, at least my spaghetti anyway. So it'll help you go. Oh, it, yeah, I have no problem with that. It's doing just fine, you know? Oh, we're fine. Yeah. What goes in must come out. But the impact on your blood sugar, I mean, this is a miracle in addition to which I don't have the cravings for sugar anymore all weekend long. It wasn't something I manufactured in my head because, as you know, when you're addicted to drugs like you are, you can't just convince yourself, oh, well, I don't want it. I don't want it, you know. Mm-hmm. You want it. And I don't want it. And the sugar either. How do you like that?
2: Sounds great. And it has, uh, you
1: know, it's it's not high cal. I mean, two ounces goes a long way. And, a key, and the thing, unlike regular pasta, which I could eat one bowl and then make another pot. I've done that in the past in my pig out days. While I was finishing one big bowl of spaghetti, the water was already boiling to cook the second one. Because, like, we mostly find carbohydrates, they stimulate your appetite instead of satisfying it. But with this stuff, man, you're full of the gullet. You feel like uh, loaded. Not bloated, but loaded. Speaking of loaded, Tommy Cruz. You're fairy. South Park has declared war on Scientology. Matt Stone and Trey Parker, creators of the animated satire, are digging in against the celebrity-endorsed religion after a controversial episode mocking outspoken Scientologist Tom Cruise... You fairy! ...was yanked abruptly from the schedule Wednesday with Internet rumors it was covert warfare by Cruise that led to its departure. So, Scientology, you may have won this battle, but the million-year war for Earth has just begun, the South Park creator said in a statement Friday in Variety. Temporarily anozinizing. What is that word? I never heard of that word in my life.
2: I think it's a Scientology word. Is it really? It must be. be.
1: Temporarily anozanizing. our episode will not stop us from keeping thetans forever trapped in your pitiful man-bodies. You've obstructed us for now, but your feeble bid to save humanity will fail. These guys are the best. (laughs) Internet bloggers accused Cruz of threatening to not promote Mission Impossible 3, a surefire summer blockbuster, if the offending episode ran. Comedy Central is owned by Viacom, as is Paramount, which is putting out MI3. Mm -hmm. See? See the Uh connection here? That's right. But Cruz's representative, Arnold Robinson, no no relation to Smokey, told the AP Friday that the megastar made no such demands. Not true, Robinson said. I contended that he never said that. Called by the AP to a Paramount representative was not returned on Friday. I can't imagine why. The episode in question, Trapped in the Closet, which first aired last November, shows Scientology leaders hailing Stan, one of the show's for devilish fourth graders, as a savior. A cartoon cruise locks himself in a closet and won't come out. You fairy! An animated John Travolta, another famous Scientologist, enters the closet to try to get him out. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting mighty crowded in there, I'll tell you. Just like behind George Michael, there is a big crowd lined up, in the same thing in this closet. Oh, brother. Anyway... A cartoon crew locks him in the closet. John Tarolder goes in and tries to get him out. Another dig at the famously secret of religion. The credits at the show's end are filled with names like John Smith and Jane Smith. I never yeah. noticed that. Yeah. The battle begins in earnest. began in earnest this week when Isaac Hayes, another celebrity Scientologist and longtime show member, voiced in ladies' man, Chef, quit the show, saying he could no longer tolerate its religious intolerance and bigotry. Stone and Parker didn't buy that either. And neither did anybody with a brain.
5: Excuse me, but I do believe that's just
1: ass Right. On Monday, last Monday, Stone told the AP, this is 100% having to do with his faith in Scientology, meaning Isaac Hayes. He has no problem. He's cashed plenty of checks with our show making fun of Christians. A Comedy Central spokesman said Friday, the network pulled a controversial episode to make room for two shows featuring Hayes. In light of the events earlier this week, we wanted to give Chef an appropriate tribute by airing two episodes he's most known for, the spokesman said. So, Trapped in the Closet is uh, taking a hiatus. It's over there on Hiatus Road, right? Are you, aren't
2: you glad you got your copy? Oh, thank I God. Knew I God. knew Thanks that was so happening.
1: My life wouldn't be the same. I have actually loaned that to other people who also enjoyed it just as much as I did. Right. It's one of those things you
2: got to get people to watch. It's a thing. It's important. Right.
1: Especially with old time. You fair In the closet. And we absolutely will not come out. Even with the, what's, what's his name? R. Kelly goes in there. He can't I get him out of good. The three of them are having a good time in there with R. Kelly and his piece. <laughs> 700, 711. Oh, thank heaven for 711. That's the number of votes we got in this poll today. Generally, which group of South bugs you the most? Cubans, 224. New Yorkers, 106. Rednecks, 63. Senior citizens, 57. Well, I tell you, we're kind of slacking off on those old farts. French Canadians, 52. Haitians, 43. I like everybody, 42. How boring. Mm -hmm. African Americans, 35. I hate everybody, 34. Now we're talking. That's what I voted for. I hate this poll, 20. Jews, 17. Jamaicans, 8. Radio Sales Hall <laughs> 6, Radio Chronics 4, Gaze 3, and The Beast, Clearance and uh, Robert Greeper don't have any yet. Boy, that, that's just the triumvirate. WQAM, hello.
4: Hello? Yes. Hey, Neil, how are you? Good. I'm on hiatus. I don't see tell anywhere.
1: He's, he's under the tree. He's behind the oh. bush.
4: Oh, that's the cop. That's the plantation cop. Yeah. Liz, anybody brought up the gas prices and what the hell happened with 20-cent jump in one day?
1: Uh, thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices. Just get used to it and quit bitching, okay? What you your whining. Just get used to it. It's the American effing way, man. And thanks to this administration, we're going to be breaking our dependence on Middle East oil about 150 years from now. So, you know, just, just do like uh, Ted Williams. Have them put your ass on ice. You're uh-huh. very whiny and have them melt your ass and bring you back in about 150 years when we won't be dependent on Middle East oil no more. WQAM, hello. Sounds awfully quiet on that line, doesn't it? It is quiet. Oh,
4: <laughs> yes, sir. Hi, Neil. I thought you it.
1: went into a coma.
4: <laughs> no, I just heard a weird noise. But Anyway, I'm the guy that called you on Friday about the Dreamfield.
1: Oh, yeah, you're the one.
4: Yes, I am. I am you're absolutely
1: correct, man. It is fantastic. It's like a miracle. In my changed my life.
4: Oh yeah, the uh, all the pastas are great. Every you know the fettuccine, everything is. Uh, right. I have not had a bad one. And uh,
1: well, don't tr- don't I'll... try those shirataki noodles, man. You'll puke your guts out. I threw that slime right down the trash. I tossed it right out.
4: Yeah, no, I've uh, you know I was on the Atkins for uh, you know off and on for you know well, since you brought it up a few years back and uh-huh. uh, and um, but my wife found the uh, Dreamfields on on. Now, now, are you my...
3: diabetic? Are you diabetic?
4: I, no, I am not. No, I am not. She just uh, she's been on the Atkins too, and she's always looking for things with Splendor and things with uh, you know that are just low in carbs and uh, right. and uh, our public dad in Weston here um, actually carries it on the show. Publix
1: so. in Weston carries Dreamfield pasta. Boy, I'm doing a bad number on you because it'll probably all be gone in one day.
4: Yeah, I know. I shouldn't even have said that. Right. <laughs> but anyway, I just want to better
1: you better stock up. Okay, sir. <laughs> Thank Thanks you. Thanks a lot, Pally. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. And there's a guy that's uh, already onto it. People are saying, well, what's the big deal with that? Let me say it again. It doesn't spike your blood sugar. Now, that guy's not diabetic, so I can't ask him, well, how much does it, you know. Of course, then there are some people with diabetes who don't even check their blood sugar. I don't want to mention any names.
3: <laughs> but that's just people
1: are drinking a Welch's grape juice. I, I don't understand him at all, you know. I mean, I wish nothing but the best for the Humper, but I, I don't understand how he keeps functioning, how he continues being alive, you know. You follow what I'm saying? Uh,
2: yeah, no comment.
3: No, well, I you know been, what I'm talking uh, about. I know, you know. I've been through it. it. That's that, so I don't want
1: to comment. Friends. I just, uh, you know. I mean, geez, what, what's that all about? He seemed about as much, of course. The thing of it is, since he doesn't cook, it's against his religion. The internet and cooking are against the Humper's religion. He's not into
2: that. Right. That means he's eating restaurant food. Right. He just eats all his foods restaurants. Right, sugar with and butter. Carbs
1: and sugar and hidden uh,
2: sugar and bad sugar. Sugar and butter. That's all they right, uh, they put in that their stuff, yeah.
1: But uh, I mean, really, it doesn't take all that long. Like, uh, and don't don't well, cook it as long as it says in the package. By the way, it says uh, nine to eleven minutes. Eight minutes is perfect. Boil it for eight minutes and uh, drain it, and then uh, smear yeah. on your stuff. Actually, your low carb sauce or whatever you want. Actually, I found that a lot of the regular commercial sauces, at least some of them, have only have the same amount of uh, carbs as the other low carb stuff. Only like six grams for a half a cup. I don't know about you, but man, for me, Italian food, pasta of all kinds, sure. it's like I live for that. And the fact that I've had right. to go all these years, Absolutely. diabetic years, and can't eat it without
2: having my blood sugar go to four or 500. I can eat my weight in spaghetti every day. Well, there you, you like go.
1: It. So you get the dream fields, man. I'm going to. I'm telling
2: you. Dreamfield?
1: D-R-E-A. Let me spell it for you, okay? Say, could you? D R E A M S F E
2: I A E L D. Dreams field. It just doesn't sound right.
1: Well, that's but that's the name of it. I'll, I'll change it for you,
2: okay? Dreamfield. Dreamfield sounds better. Dreamsfield.
1: Would you change it? Dreamsfieldfood.com. That's it. I'll change it for you, okay? All right. Life is but a dream. This is Neil Rogers.
6: This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions?
5: Systems, I was thinking about losing weight. I stepped on the scale and they got a measuring set. They said, Wait a minute, mister. There's only so much we can do. I think life perception suction may be the only thing for you. Oh, a fat, fatty. Like suck the sin and suck the fat off my baby, suck the way right off me. Right me. I don't have to die, I don't have to go and exercise, I don't have to worry found no bulges around my thighs Cause thanks to life of suction You know I'm a brand new man Hook up the Hoover Suck the fat out as fast as you can Suck the fat off my of baby. baby Suck the salient Suck the fat off my baby You know, I better go get the
2: box. You better. Hey, what was that called? That that bit you just played? The weight, suck the fat off my fanny. Is it in here? There it is. I found it. Never mind. What? Nothing. Don't worry about it.
1: That's what it's called. Suck the fat
2: off my fanny. That's what it's called. I found
1: it. Anyway, there's no S in that. It's Dreamfields. I told you. Oh. oh. <laughs> Well, if you go online, the yeah. problem is because I like to get comments about the stuff to like either verify or argue with whatever my conclusions right. are.
2: I was just hurting my ear. Dreamfields. Dreamfields. Remember Greenfields okay.
1: by the Brothers Four? Of course you don't. Know sure. Well, this is Dreamfields. Glad I didn't write it down. Dreamfields, healthy carb living, and this is spaghetti, authentic pasta, and it's, it's, it's made from semolina. It's not made from like tofu or mung like that other stuff that I threw down the turlet. Tofu right, down the trash. Oh, that stuff was nasty. Those shoelaces, awful. There you go, uh, Greenfields by the Brothers Four. Uh-huh. That's what I just said, Greenfields. Once
5: there were green fields. In
1: the Peppy Fields. And Cody. Anyway, kill that. Does that ever rock? Dreamfields. What do you mean? Does it ever like rock? The, yeah. Does it pick up <laughs> later? No, that's it. That's, that's it? it. It's wow. a song. Okay, it's from back in the uh, the mellow eighties, seventies, sixties, sixties. What was the year on that? Sixty-something. Sixty. So he told you. So it's Dreamfield. So, please, you know, I I already sent you the link, Josh. You probably ought to put that on there today. I don't want to, like, uh, get, you know, put the pressure on, but I will anyway. Well, all right. Do it. All right. (laughs) Please. Pretty please. Because these people are going to be, I'm telling you, buying it like crazy. And the fact that the guys, well, if Publix and Weston's got it, probably Publix carries Dreamfields. And you don't have to be diabetic to enjoy it. And you don't have to be the least bit interested for uh, what I care because otherwise then you'll go out and grab it all up and the diabetic people that need it the most, they're not going to be able to get it. i would tell you one thing. If I was in any one of those uh, low-carb stores, I realize the low-carb thing is supposedly out, but not if you're diabetic. If I was in one of those businesses, man, I'd go out there. I'd, ha- I'd have enough of this stuff to, like, fill 400 warehouses all the way to the ceiling, you know? You follow what I'm saying?
2: Um, yeah, I'm following you right now.
1: Venezuelan president, and and not only that, but this unlike a lot of those low carb things like the uh, sugar substitutes with the maltitol and stuff like that that makes you like just oh yeah stay real close to the pot all day long doesn't have any kind of effect like that. Venezuelan president Hugo Chavez yesterday lobbed a litany of insults at U.S. President George W. Bush. All right, you go, Hugo, ranging from donkey to drunkard in response to a White House report branding the left wing leader a demagogue. Chavez is one of Bush's fiercest critics and has repeatedly accused the U.S. government of seeking to oust him from the presidency of Venezuela, the world's number five oil exporter and is employer of around 15% of U.S. crude imports. Speaking of crude in Venezuela, I got a story about naked Venezuelans posing for art. All right. You You are a donkey, Mr. Bush, said Chavez, speaking in English on his weekly Sunday broadcast. You're an alcoholic, Mr. Danger, or rather you're a drunkard, Mr. Danger. Chavez said, referring to Bush by a nickname he frequently uses to describe the U.S. President, Mr. Danger. I like that. A White House report released last week on preemptive force and national security described Chavez as a demagogue who uses Venezuela's oil wealth to destabilize democracy in the region. Comunista. Washington's increasingly at odds with the former soldier over his close alliance with Cuba and Iran. U.S. officials dismiss his anti U.S. tirades as rhetoric meant to stir nationalism before presidential elections in December. Chavez's remarks also came after Venezuela's El Universal newspaper printed an interview with U.S. Ambassador to Venezuela, William Brownfield, who reiterated his government's concern over growing ties between Venezuela and Iran. Tensions between Washington and Caracas rose in January. Well, we know about that. But a Now, much more interesting, William Teresante, I'm sure. More than 1,500 Venezuelans, and there's a picture here. It looks like they're all sniffing each other's, Rectums. looks like the uh, yeah. ragheads,
2: man. Is that a, uh, that Spencer tunic deal?
1: Not going to go over really. Yes, not going to go over really big in the uh, on the Arab street talking about the Arabs sniffing each other's uh, on those magic flying carpets while they're doing those daily prayers about four hundred times a day. How many times a day do you got to do those prayers? Five. thirty, man, oh, brother. Good exercise, I yes. guess. Rocking on that carpet. More than fifteen hundred Venezuelans shed their clothes on a main city avenue yesterday to pose for American photographer Spencer Tunick. Now, did they have to take off their tunics? Always. Forming a human mosaic in front of a national symbol, a statue of independence hero, Simon Bolivar. And it's got a picture here, and uh, believe me. I've been in Caracas that one day, and I don't think I'd want to smell that scene. 1,500 naked Venezuelans crawling around. As Tunic shouted commands through a megaphone, rude, uh, not rude, well, probably, nude people of every shape, size, and skin tone gathered on the avenue and stares in front of the statue just before dawn, the statue of Simon Bolivar. And there was no CNN there, so they didn't have a photo up uh, yanking it down. There are some people over there with clothes. Get them out of here, said Tunic, an artist from Brooklyn, who's been documenting groups of nude people in public places around the world since 92. For the volunteers, being part of Tunic's art meant letting go of inhibitions and during a two hour series of sometimes uncomfortable positions on the pavement. Harold Velasquez. See, there's another one, ends in a Z. A thin 23-year-old university student said he was nervous before the 4.30 a.m. event, but felt free while posing. He felt free. I put the lightest clothes on that I had this morning because I knew I wouldn't have them on for long. And Smiling for Alaska, said. There were good vibrations, a good positive energy among all people involved. I felt liberated. Yeah, there were good vibrations. The nude subjects posed standing, lying down, and on their knees, according to orders by Robert Grieper, as the warm Caribbean sun emerged on the eastern horizon. Occasional cheers and movements in the enthusiastic crowd made shooting tough at times, Tunick said. Oh, yeah, some of the movements, man. Can you even imagine? It was difficult to work because the people (laughs) were so exuberant, so it took a little bit longer, but I got what I wanted, he said after the session. Uh, The body represents beauty, love, and peace. There was a lot of beauty and energy in the people today. Tunick took photos from opposing angles, using buildings with large outside columns as a backdrop on one side and a fork in the wide palm tree line avenue on the other side. The artist, who's been arrested multiple times while shooting in the U.S., said he was happy to have the darker-skinned subjects. Most Venezuelans are considered mestizo. No, that's not it. Mes- mestizo. Mestizo. Mestizo, yes. Indians. A mix of Spanish, African, and indigenous bloodlines. You know, I've thought about it for at least five seconds. I'm convinced you really are. I want people of color to pose. You no know, wonder you like Teddy Roosevelt so much. I want people of color to pose and come out and participate in my work, so I was very lucky, the artist said, and Andy Jackson, too. Tuning said, each volunteer will receive a print of the installation. I'm not going to tell my mother about this till I receive the print, said, Josefa Maria Brasino, a 35-year-old surgeon who posed despite having second thoughts. Jo- what's her name? Josefa. She's going to think I'm crazy, said Josefa. J-O-S-E-F-A. Josefa? Josephus. <laughs> yeah, him too. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound five sixty on the Verizon singular wireless line. Another lethargic start to the week, and it's uh, Dream Field. It's the damn good thing I got the box. Dream Fields. Okay, got it. Field. Dreamfields. Dreamfields.
2: Dream Fields.
1: Dream Fields. Although you know the, the problem is if you Google something, even if you spell it wrong, that's It'll right. come back. It'll I come know. back, and you spelled however you spelled it wrong. It'll come back at you. Right back at you. WQAM. Hello.
4: Neil, how are you, sir? Good. Uh, I just got to tell you, I absolutely love this poll. I can't wait to get home. I'm going to vote for Haitians 800 times. Why is that? Because they're just, you know, they can never get my drive through order right. You know, if they're bagging your groceries <laughs> in public, they're totally rude, you know. They won't even look you in the eye. They're just sitting there talking to each other.
1: Oh, how unusual that is. They to be exclusively a Haitian
2: thing. And, and recently, they've been added to the ranks of the uh, pizza delivery uh, workforce.
1: Are you, are you knocking the Haitian people? So you're never
2: going to get your pie now.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, this guy, they probably are tracing the call right now.
2: But God I mean, bless them, you know, they're out there working.
1: Hey, They're working their ass off for about 50 cents an hour, and they're driving them jitneys too, man. Don't get on one of those. Well, let's see how the poll is coming now that this poor guy's picking on the Haitians, or this guy's picking on the poor Haitians. 775 vote. Generally, which group of South Floridians bugs you the most? Cubans, 240. New Yorkers, 121. Rednecks, 80, uh, 66. Senior citizens, 65. French Canadians, 57. Parlay who get lost. I like everybody, 43. Haitians, 43. Whatever, they're moving up the ladder. I hate everybody, 39. African Americans, 38. I hate this pool. 22. Rhymes with Jew, 18. Jamaicans, 8. Radio sales hole, 6. Radio chronics, 5. And gays, only 4. Solamente, 4. Now, let me ask you this. How do we know for sure if somebody is like Jamaican, Haitian, or like maybe from Trinidad and Tobago, or like uh, partly Dago? How do we know that? You talk to them. Oh, you do? Not I'm me. You do all unless, the time. Unless they know where I find a good machine. That's on, right. I spend more time
2: on. talking to them than any of the rest of us put together.
1: No, do I? That's what you think. What makes you think I talk to uh, all these people? Well, you're there. I talk to some of them. The there's rest are often like, uh, you take like excuse four me, get out of
2: my way, you know, things like that.
1: WQAM,
3: hello.
4: Hey, Neil, how's it going, buddy? Okay. Hey, Neil, a question on that low-carb pasta. Uh, I got it in my Publix. there are there's, all in my Publix as I've, uh, I've noticed, but uh, it's still got carbs in it, right? It's just not as uh, the, the sugar-type carbs.
1: It's got 42 carbs, but only five of them per serving are digestible carbs, which is a very complicated thing. Which I'm going to read the thing here in a little while about how it supposedly works. And I know for a fact that it must be accurate because if it had all the carbs that, you know, 42, my blood sugar would go soaring. I couldn't eat it.
4: Right. Because I'm on a low carb diet, you know, not just for diabetes, but just to to lose some weight because I'm, you know, getting back to lowering my body body fat down. Do
1: it, man. Do it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, because I love pasta, man. I'm like you.
1: Eat it, eat it by the uh, t- tub full. Good luck to you, pal. Yeah, yeah fill up your uh, bathtub. Total carbs, 42 grams, but only 5 grams per serving are digestible. And you're wondering, well, what is that, some kind of a scam? I don't think so. Try it. Try it. If your blood sugar goes up to 600, uh, you know, don't eat it again. And you okay. probably won't. <laughs> or anything else. Dreamfield, baby. Would you get it right, Dreamfield? Did we put that thing on our website yet or what?
2: It, uh, it's been sent along
1: we had to send it to Eric? Yes, I'm not able to do that. Of course. Well, why, why not? It's like I, a news story. I don't have the power. You oh, you want me calling? to put it up as a story? Yeah, put it on our homepage. Oh, what is a story? It, just put the link up for people. What, what are you talking about? you want me to diagram it like a story? It's their homepage he sent me. you want to interpret what he's talking about for me?
2: Well, I'm going to put up a link. There's going to be a link up. That's yeah, one, you know, for people to go to right with like a, a label over it saying, you know, click here for this, some of that crazy. Yeah, so what's wrong with that? Can't we put that set. up
1: right under 9/11 loose change, right under the picture of uh, Osama bin that morphs into OJ? Can not we do that? Oh sure. Well good, let's do it. Well, let's not wait for Fat Eric. He's probably out. he's probably cooking up a storm now.
5: This is Neil Rogers
1: taking a cover this.
5: 560. Absolutely. Do, 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 do. Ever since I was a young boy, I played the Powerball. I choose my lucky numbers, but never hit it all. I ain't seen one damn penny, not one as I recall. Got some advice for you, folks. Don't pay to play Powerball. I'm buying up those quick picks, I'm spending all my green, pulling money from my wallet. That always leaves me clean. I'm off by 20 digits with every ball that falls. I'm in debt thanks to my picks. And don't pay to play Powerball. Yeah, I'm a Powerball loser. Each number I have missed. But this Powerball loser's got
1: gambling that percets. 1118 to QM. we got Bo for uh, where we used to have Mo from 2 to 4, and that's because we're still dragging our feet, diddling around. And of course, what would you expect when we got Clarence and the Beast and Robert Griever running the radio station in Joyce? and Joyce? We got Joe Bell, who's just, like I told you, he's the uh, class clown. What do they used to have in England the, uh, well, back in the day? The court jester. Remember that?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. That's or Joe Bell. He's our like court heart. jester. Follow what I'm saying?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. WDQAM, hello. And uh, if things keep going as they are, when that next book comes out, maybe he'll be crying the tears of a clown. Cute. I'm waiting to hear it. Smokey, come on, let's go. Hey, here's speaking of the Lord, your very favorite, Catherine Harris. Finding inspiration from God, the last of the Mohicans and the Lord of the Rings, Catherine Harris told hundreds of conservative Christians this past weekend she's a work in progress. Oh, she's a piece, all right. Harris, who told a national television audience last Wednesday that she'd be spending $10 million of her own money to win Florida's U.S. Senate race, said she would never have entered politics if she didn't believe that God wanted her to make public service part of her life. Like the president. Hey, oh, God. Oh, yeah, I want her to be the candidate, all right. I want Bill Nelson to beat her by about 40 points, and they can't fix it. The, Sar- the Sarasota-area congresswoman's campaign for the Senate's been in a free fall. She has struggled to raise money. Nearly all her top campaign advisors have left. Several tried to persuade her to quit the race, saying she had no chance of winning none, zippity doodah. But appearing on uh, Fox News channels Hannity and Combs, Harris said she will not end her campaign and will instead spend her legacy from her father, everything I have. Oh, give it to us instead. Can you Wait. believe what the Beast was saying? And now, now Josh would know because you've been there. You've plunged a little bit at uh Oh, you don't play the slots.
2: Although, uh, although I will tell you, I told you when my, t- when my friend won the ten grand that one yeah. time, it was his first poll for like a quarter. He put in one quarter. He put in a quarter, won 10 grand on one pull.
3: Hmm.
1: But that business where you got to play nine coins well, well, uh, to get the progressive jackpot? Nine? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a Robert Knieper kind of casino to me. I'll pass. More than 800 conservative Christians were attending a two-day annual conference called Reclaiming America for Christ. At the unctuous Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church in Fort Lauderdale, that's the unctuous Reverend D. James Kennedy, Harris received a standing ovation when she arrived at the pulpit from these Barbicina goyim. She told the crowd that she studied under Francis Schaeffer in Geneva, Switzerland. Schaeffer is considered a founder of the modern evangelical movement, which encourages advocating Christian beliefs in public life. Schaeffer, in his book, A Christian Manifesto, called for Christian activists to demand biblical morality in government affairs. Harris, a Presbyterian, said she re- redirected her life to the Lord when she was only in the third grade. She said she was blessed to be raised in a godly family.
2: Godly, rich family.
1: The two-term congresswoman is best known for a role in fixing the 2000 presidential election. Many Democrats and Republicans believe that Harris would be able to use the fame to raise millions for a campaign to one democrat Bill Nelson, but Harris hasn't been able to raise the large sums. By the end of 2005, Nelson had more than $8 million in his campaign account. Harris had a little more than $1 million. Determined to stay in the race, she said she's getting inspiration from Bill Bright's book, The Joy of Supernatural Thinking, Believing in God for the Impossible. Everything is possible with God, said Harris, who never directly mentioned her Senate campaign. She said that as a young woman, she was inspired by the movie The Last of the Mohicans because people were willing to die for something bigger than themselves. Harris was also moved by the Lord of the Rings movies, saying they too suggest that sometimes your mission in life is bigger than the individual. After her speech, she declined to meet with reporters. Later, she visited the Palm Beach Seafood Festival, where she mingled with the crowd.
2: She took the wrong lesson from those movies. Yeah. Evil is doomed to to fail, bitch. That means you.
1: No, we're happy that she's running. I'm ecstatic.
2: And she's going to fail.
1: If the Democrats want to pick a better candidate, they couldn't find Mm -hmm. one. Except maybe Preston Hen. At least he's good for a few yucks. (laughs) That's what Nick Navarro said. Airline. Oh, wait a minute. Somebody QAM. Hello.
4: Neil, yes, sir. Hey, they ought to be looking into uh, the timely death of her father, right about the same time she needs the cash for her campaign. Oh my God! Wow. Uh, also, I don't know if anybody. Hey, he was drinking him the him same Illiana stuff that
3: Elizabeth drank. What is it?
4: Ileana Ross uh, Green Tooth was on uh, Bill uh, Moore, and she got ripped the new one by yeah. uh, Belzer, the uh, comedian.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And um, John Stewart was ripping uh, Rick Sanchez on. Uh, the Daily Show the other always day. I always
1: like that John Stewart. He does it several he was, times. He
4: was ripping um, Rick Sanchez, just just everything. Just, well, I can't uh, imagine why. Yeah, it was
1: pretty good. <laughs> does it You anyway, Neil,
4: I am out of material. Okay. Already.
1: Too bad. Too late. I already have a homosexual relationship with Neil, so I might as well have one with you, too. Airline pilots taking off from MIA are getting an earful of hip-hop tunes from a pirate radio station that sometimes interferes with their communications with a control tower. The music comes on a pair of frequencies from a station that calls itself The Streets. D-A-S-T-R-E-E-T-Z. The Streets. It's intermittent, not all day, every day, said Kathleen Bergen, an FAA spokeswoman, but clear communication between air control and the pilots is critical part of flying. There you go. It's on The Streets. That's what them young chicks are listening to. You want to know the answer? There's the answer. Not to us. To some crappy old AM radio station that's run by a bunch of crazy people. <gasps> authorities traced the signals to an antenna in a nearby warehouse, but did not find the disc jockey. Although they did confiscate equipment, including three computers and a CD player. How One Despite that discovery and the seizures, the broadcasts have continued. Authorities said a call seeking comment yesterday, an FAA weekend contact number in Atlanta, was answered by a man who said he was too busy to talk. <laughs> oh. The FAA said it's conducted about 30, about 30 man similar investigations of pirate broadcasts interfering with airport transmissions over the past decade. The FDLE is helping with the investigation under a state law that went into effect a year ago. The law makes it a felony to interfere with signals from licensed public or commercial stations or to broadcast without a license like we do every day. Authorities said the owner of the warehouse had no idea the building was being used by an illegal radio station. Well, they are. All you people out there always... Going to bat for the pirate radio station. Screw that man and the pirates. By the way, don't watch that awful secret window with Johnny Depp speaking of pirates. Let's see. So, Oleg Cassini passed away. I have one question. Have you seen him and Victor Borger together? And, George, what's your take on the new
2: episodes of The Sopranos? Is this facts? First one good, second one bad. Okay.
1: And Ola Cassini, uh, who's a designer, fashion designer, We know who that was? No. I just heard the name. You never even heard of him. No. He's dead. Nobody cares. That's why I didn't put it on. Who cares? Generally, which group of South Floridians bugs you the most, pisses you off? 819 votes. We'll make 1, to get a 1,000 again today, Josh, yes, whether you like do. it or not. You impressed? Very. Very. Good. By the way, did you raise any money at that thing?
2: I did, yeah. I think I
1: got uh, 100 bucks. Oh, well, we don't have any idea how much, uh, what the deal is, what we got.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll get a total eventually.
1: Yeah, eventually I'll get around to it. And like I said, I'm I'm done. That's right. Remember that song, Count Me In by Gary Lewis and the Playboys? No. Yes, you do. Count me in. Count me out. I don't see the link on there, by the way, to this uh, Dream Fields. Is it coming on there or is it like uh, just a joke? There you go. Count me in. I told you, Gary Lewis, when he started speaking again. And if your father was Gary Lewis, you'd probably quit speaking, too.
2: What year? 66.
1: Close.
2: 65.
1: Ah, oh, I was going to say 65. Well, within one always counts for good. Gary Lewis, and he was so Jewish. 823 votes on the poll. Cubans, 254. New Yorkers, 131. Rednecks, pissed me off, 70. I voted for Cubans just to piss you off.
3: Senior uh-huh. citizens, oh. 87.
1: Well, because I knew they would win. Senior citizens, 67. I like go to, to jump on the bandwagon. Like South Floridians, man. Jump on the bandwagon. We love the Panthers. They're really hot. Let's go. French Canadian 60. Haitians, 48. Or is that Haitians? I'm sorry. I like everybody 44. I hate everybody 42. See, men's and men's are like, they balance each other out. African Americans 38. I hate this poll 24. Jews 21. Jamaicans 8, man. See, nobody don't like the Jamaicans because they got the good crap. Radio Chronics uh, 6. Radio Sales Holes 6. Gays 4. And Robert Creeper, who I think has already covered one of the above. He ain't on there
2: yet. This,
5: this is is Robert, you Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Floridians, un- dumb as dirt. Bum, 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 the and wipe that smile off the devil gives bump, fame the red pop pop the oh, yeah, bomb, 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 bomb the Reck
1: That's not going to go over real big on the Arab Street. I'll tell you that right now. It's 11.30 30 few and we got Bo from 2 to 4 today, and then we got uh, Marlins baseball tomorrow. 12.50 pregame. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Anyway, th- if you tuned in late, this is worth it. I may read this every hour the rest of the week. Because my personal analyzation of this, this is the worst memo in the history of broadcasting.
2: No. How about the food memo? What, at IOD? Yeah. Not even close.
3: Not even on the close.
2: Air? On a different level. What? That whole eating on the air business, the bad radio?
1: Not even close. From Josh Darrow, a.k.a. Clarence, our program director, carbon copy to Joe Bell, to QM employees. Ray Beast and Greeper. Yeah, I've enlisted Brian London and Robert Greeper Yay. to assist me in running the WQM programming department. <laughs> if they ask you for something, please comply. They are communicating decisions I have made, goals I have made, and goals that I have for the radio station. They are communicating decisions I have made and goals that I have for the radio station, says Clarence, an overgrown child. Yay. Please consider that when they contact you and if any issues arise, please handle them respectfully and professionally. Also, if I cannot be found and there is a pressing issue, please send them for any assistance. Brian and Robert have been with WQM for a long time. How many years? Yeah. And are deserving of this. They're passionate about this station and care about its sound and success. I'm glad they've agreed to help me with this endeavor. The worst memo in the history of radio. Okay? Uh, absolutely unbelievable. Like a bunch of five-year-olds came into your business. Those of you who work in any kind of a business, and like a bunch of five-year-olds came in and said, "Okay, let's put out a memo. We're running things now." Okay, you know what I'm saying? If I told you once, I told you yeah. times that uh, that that that's what was going on. Joyce has got she she and Clarence are joined at the hip. <laughs> They're tighter than a snare drum. They're tighter than a witch's Rectum. behind. Okay. And so as a result now, Joe, who's just the, uh, he, what did I call him again? What was the word? The jester? The court jester. And I just you not. He's, uh, he's just uh, handed the keys to the kingdom over to these children. It's WZUM all over again, boys and girls. Oh, boy, you made a mistake. 27-0 to QM, but we just continue pressing along, and uh, that's the way it'll be. One day we'll be like a Chinese laundry. Instead of pressing along, we'll be pressing pants. But that's okay. Why not? As long as the check keeps coming in. Oh, and also, by the way, on Wednesday. Now, is it possible, Josh? Because you probably know more about it than we do. The M- the NIT basketball. Is it possible there could be a day game? Y- yeah, I think it, I think it is. Is it? Well, let, let's worry about them winning. If the Hurricanes beat Creighton, well, what about if they lose? They're done. This is a one of those deals you don't Correct. win twice. Right. But if they beat Creighton, well, Creighton's like a like Long Beach State, okay, like a little girls' school. If you ask me, Creighton. Well, I remember I remember Dave Creighton, a hockey player, once played for the Amherst and for Leafs for about five minutes. You never know with the Hurricanes basketball team as well. What do you mean by that? Let you me mean,
5: tell you something, pal Long Beach State's
3: a girls' school. Oh!
1: So if they win tonight, which they're playing, it's on KET because nobody wants to hear it. And obviously, we're not going to preempt the Panther game because uh, Alan Cohen would be really po about that. Let's see, have we got the link on there to that uh, Dreamfield? No. I see Rumsfield. Representative Murtha says Rumfield and Cheney, should resign. Retire. But I don't see no Dreamfield yet. Is it going on there or not? Don't play with my emotions now. This is important stuff. Muy importante, please. I'm sure it'll be up there soon. Oh, in other words, Eric, he's got his fine, fat finger involved in this? He has to do oh, it. Oh, God only knows where that's been. Now, here's one that says Brazilians. Oh, let's add that to the pool. How many Brazilians
2: we got in South Florida? About
1: 30 minutes. I realize you are going to like, uh, narrow it down. No, but we can pick We've got them. a few
2: huh? I've uh, come to understand.
1: Brazilians. It yeah. says they're all illegal. They work for four bucks an hour, and they do crappy work. Well, it says Schmitty quality work. They live 12 people per house. They drive like maniacs. They speak Portuguese gibberish. Well, they do speak Portuguese. That's true. They park on their lawns. They're sneaky slash nasty. They have those ugly damn blue and green sticker slash flags. And what the hell does Brascar mean? Uh, I don't know NASCAR. I don't know about Brascar. Yeah, I don't know. Huh? Next time what does I that, see that mean, a billion, Is one. that like Donnie Brasco? Speaking of uh, Johnny Depp? Maybe somebody will call in and tell us what Brasco means, if we want to take any calls. I got all that Dreamfield of pasta stuff that I'm going to go into in great detail, about noonish, Huh? Well, that's a good time to start doing it. That's when people are eating their lunch. Right? Right. Meanwhile, see, I like the way the phone is working there because they're coming in like one call at a uh-huh, time. a yeah, little... Really interesting. Little dribs. and And half the time there's nobody on there, so I don't have to feel bad about not taking all the calls WQAM, hello. QAM. Maybe we, yeah, we made a clean sleep on A sweep. Sleep. Boy, these people you, the last couple of weeks, I don't know what's going on. Must must be the sunshine. Must be melting their brain. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi. Hey.
4: just wanted to tell Neil about what brass car was. What is it? That's uh, just a bunch of these uh, stores near my house, just a bunch of car dealers. That just, that's what it says. It's B-R-I-S-D-A-R. They sell cars.
3: In other words, it's a Brazilian
1: car?
4: Yeah, Brazilian car dealership. They sell used cars.
1: <laughs> okay. So, well, I'll it. be going there anytime soon. There you go. Brass car. That means it's a Brazilian thing. I don't know too much about Brazilians. Brazil, Brazil. I remember Andres Cantor screaming and yelling and breaking his gunshot. Brazil, that's about it. You're the
2: one that's always talking about how uh, the men are men and so are the women. Well,
1: that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. That's what they say in Rio and Sao Paulo. I told you at one time I was going to go to uh, Sao Paulo. And then I realized it was a nine-hour flight from Miami. Boy, it's a long way down there. It's a long way down. And nine hours, man, you could fly like to Europe and then some. You could fly probably to Iraq in nine hours. When you want to go to Baghdad. Oh, yeah. Sure. WQAM,
4: hello. Hey, Bill, for all yep. for Hispanics.
1: Well, that, that's too broad, man. It's like saying, uh, you know, Latino people. We need more n- narrow, narrow it down. We got Braz- Brazilians on there. Let's everybody go to Brass Car and buy us a uh, used Brazilian car. What do you say? Brazilians don't have any votes yet. It just went on there. I already got 856. We got that thousand licked. How are we coming on that uh, thing, Eric, on our um, thing? Dreamfields. I got, let's see, Greenfield. It says here. If you want to hear the Brothers forcing Greenfield, click here. I don't see nothing about Greenfield's pasta. It's really pissing me off, big time. I usually don't get pissed off about the website, but now it's like frosting my fat ass. It's the most important thing I've discovered in my whole life, maybe. Well, one of the most important. You don't think it's important crap? Sure it is. I mean, with diabetics, it's one of the worst things that we have to give up is our pasta. Basta la pasta, man. And all of a sudden, you can have it back. And right here on the box on the front, it says, right on the box, digestible carbs, 5 grams per serving. 65% lower glycemic index than regular pasta. Twice the fiber of regular pasta. Naturally cholesterol-free and zero grams of trans fat. What's not to like, right? Beside right. Robert Grieper. Come to QAM. Hello. QAM. Well, Hi,
4: ma'am. We yeah. had a
1: bloodless coup. Yes, ma'am.
4: I just wanted to call and tell you, I'm sorry. I didn't get to that poll the other day, but I'm um, the one, I guess... Apparently
1: the one young white girl who listens to the show. So, all right,
4: that's you. Well, thank you I so much. Put, I put I would have put one on, but I love you and I love George he has such a sexy
1: voice. He is. Wait, wait that's till cool. you see him. That'll change your mind in a hurry. Okay, thanks, sweetheart. I don't care. Bye. Okay. Sounds no, <laughs> right. like voices. That's okay. My so, email is <laughs> Horny.com. dot com. <laughs> Desperate. Might as com. well be yeah. WQAM. Hello. I'm not really sure whether that was the real thing. Huh? Yeah, was that that was real or was the real thing. Or yeah.
2: I don't know, and I don't care. That's the sound that spaghetti makes when it's boiling over. Yeah,
1: that, that's the defuel sound,
2: yeah.
1: WDQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. That's the sound that is coming out of the pot.
4: Yes. Hey, can I have that girl's number? Listen, um, you know, George said something the other day, and I actually dug through my collection of years and years of your, of your yearly tapes about the Dwayne Stomp thing, and sure right. enough, he's right. In, the, in all those versions, it never made sense. And I found a tape that I'd made years ago, and it's like, yeah, there's the long one. The long
1: text. one, I, yeah, the original I, long one. I, it goes on for three and a half minutes. I mean, minutes.
4: that was back in the days of when you and Al Rantel were, like, you know, pretending to be gay. I mean, you're not still doing that, are you?
2: No, just oh, Alice. Good, good up Bye. That's a big charade. Hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: First of all, we never played any comedy bits on WNWS News, okay, so get with it, Pally. As far as Alice Rantel,
4: Blaming.
1: self-hating. WQAM. Hello.
4: The days of when QAM. Neil. Yes, God. sir. Hey, Neil. You know tomorrow they're coming out with a game for Xbox. The Godfather.
3: Coming out with what?
4: A game. For the uh, play system, uh, Xbox. Okay, great, I can't wait.
5: This is Neil Rogers. Oh, 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 oh. This is 560 Q A N. so God. It's new, and it's at Burger King.
1: Godfather Trilogy action figures. They're fun for the whole family. Collect all ten mob action figures with each whopper, fries, and super large drink. And that's a super large drink, no exceptions. Get Sonny in his favorite garbage can so you can beat the crap out of Carlo after
5: he punches out Sonny's sister. Or get the bullet-riddled body of Sonny after he gets it at the Jersey toll booth. Wow, isn't that great? Impress all your friends with the Don
1: himself.
5: I'll make him an offer he can't refuse.
1: So start organizing your neighborhood now and get the Godfather action figures. Remember, it's only business, and it's at Burger King.
5: Well,
4: let me tell you something, my proud big friend. It's 1144,
1: 16 till noon at QAM. What time's the Marlin game on anyway, about 1130? Let's get into it, we're late. Iraqi cleric wants gays killed in the most severe way. Not lightly killed like Monty Python, but in the most severe way. In the midst of sectarian violence that threatens to drag Iraq into civil war, the country's influential Shiite cleric grant Ayatollah Ali al-Sistani has issued a violent death order against gays and lesbians on his website, according to London-based LGBT human rights group Outrage. Written in Arabic, the fatwa the fat one, comes from a press conference with a powerful religious cleric where he was asked about the judgment on sodomy and lesbianism. Forbidden, Sistani answered, according to Outrage. Punished, in fact, killed. The people involved should be killed in the worst, most severe way of killing. Kill them like heavily (coughs) instead of lightly. Considering Sistani's stature and influence within the Iraqi Shiite majority, Outrage member Ali Hilli declared the cleric's statements extremely dangerous. Sistani's murderous, homophobic, and, um, Incitement has given a green light to Shia Muslims to hunt and kill lesbians and gay men, said Hilly. We hold Sistani personally responsible for the murder of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender Iraqis. He gave the killers theological sanction and encouragement. Kind of like George Bush. Sistani is a leading member and voice of the Shiite sect, which in Iraq has approximately twice as many followers as the Sunnis. And there is a civil war going on, but it's only like a small civil war. That's what I'm saying now. Yeah, in fact, uh, that's what Chuck Hagel said yesterday on uh, This Week with George Steph on top of us. He said uh, it's a low-grade civil so right. war. The generals have told him it's a low-grade
2: civil war. It's a very it's civil, a high grade. civil war.
1: But then again, they're low-grade people, so what do you expect? Something high-grade? No. Ads offered to swap rent for sex. All right.
2: There you go, George. All right. All right.
1: Upscale executive seeks beautiful female 18 to 24 to live in his luxury condo in Coral Gables for a dollar a month in exchange for some light duties. Help take care of dog, cook occasionally, sex two times a week, serious inquiries only. Please email a picture for consideration. Sex two times a week, that's not much. No. The Coral Gables man man who offered that startling pitch in a recent posting on the popular website craigslist.com, which is not the same as dreamfieldpasta.com, Craigslist.com is among a growing pool of men who routinely seek sexual favors in the Room for Rent section of Internet ads. Such postings, the type of bartering of homes for sex, are not only worrisome because they target young women who may be desperate for affordable housing in South Florida's har- harsh real estate climate, they also may be illegal. It would be of concern to us that Sergeant Kelly Sullivan with the Dade Police Department's Organized Crime Unit "It's a form of prostitution because they're enticing young girls who may be strapped for cash. How about some young girls who want to be strapped for free? Okay, that's better. (laughs) Trading a room for sex over the Internet is relatively fresh terrain for law enforcement, so much so that Sullivan admitted he wasn't aware this was happening. In the vastly unregulated world of the Internet, room for rent ads in the classified sections of various Internet sites have become the new frontier to solicit sex and seek other exacting demands. Requirements that indicate a preference for a particular religion, race, or ethnicity, for instance, may violate federal housing law, Some legal analysts say one group in Chicago has filed a lawsuit against Craigslist not about the sexual ads, but pertaining to ads that demand roommates of a particular race or religion or set up any preference protected by federal law. The men who posted sexually explicit ads seeking women or the men didn't respond to repeated requests for <laughs> interviews. The Herald found no ads by women making similar sexual demands. What a shame. Well, maybe they ought that distinction, said Sophie Brion, director of the Miami chapter of the women's movement now, is a clear sign that women continue to be marginalized and exploited. Oh, yeah, there we go with that crap again. Advertisements soliciting women for... I mean, since the beginning of time, women have been marginalized and exploited. So all you Bible-fearing people out there, that's what it says, Okay. Advertisements soliciting women for sex in exchange for housing are offensive and disturbing, she says. They're an indicator of how much work still needs to be done to eradicate institutional equities and harmful attitudes toward women that persist. The Gables ad was removed after Craigslist users complained to site operators, a practice the site noted. But a similar ad has been posted in the online classified section of the Alternative Weekly, the mommy New Times, the New Times, in addition to pleas for sex, postings include demands that prospective tenants be of a specific race or religion, attractive, of course, willing to walk the dog, go club hopping, clean the house while clad in only lacy underwear, and perform sensual massages, often at deeply discounted rents or free. Deep massages. Mm-hmm. Free rent for a party girl, with several exclamation points. If you like the party and don't want to pay rent, well then send a pic and some info about yourself. If I uh, like what I see, I'll email my phone number this in or around Broward. The number of such sexually explicit ads vary on any given day from dozens to a handful, a small handful. A search Friday on Craigslist for sexually suggested roommate ads in South Florida found at least six such ads among potentially thousands on the site. Craigslist. We don't want to give it on the air. Craigslist.com. In Miami, Sal Diaz said he posted an online ad for a young and attractive female to share his two-bedroom, two-bath apartment for 465 bucks because that's exactly what the young and handsome 26-year-old mortgage broker wanted. I decided to not beat around the bush. With the Internet, you never know what you're going to get. I get a lot of phone calls from guys if you were kind of weird, Sal said. I wonder how he made out. South Florida is not the only fertile terrain for ads that stipulate questionable demands. The Chicago Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights recently filed a lawsuit against Craigslist for allowing ads the group deems discriminatory. The suit argues that since July 2005, Craigslist allowed more than 100 ads to run unchallenged on its Chicago-based site. The ads include such language as no minorities, Christians only, and non-women of color need not apply. Similar ads have appeared in South Florida postings on Craigslist. Here's one. 375 bucks, Christian female to share one-bedroom Miami Beach apartment. I'm looking for a Christian female to share a clean and simple one-bedroom apartment two blocks from the beach. Internet companies have long argued that they're immune from any liability based on a section of the 1966 Communications Decency Act, 96. Their interpretation of federal law, Internet providers are not liable for users' postings because the sites are merely facilitators and not publishers. Although such sites as Craigslist derive income through partnerships with other Internet companies, many of the services provided are free. How do you like that? And it goes on and on and on and on. Craigslist.com, we have nothing to do with that. And we're not promoting it, nor will we give
2: it out on the air. Will we? No, no, not more than twice.
1: Now, how are we doing with that uh, thing? We got Eric. Right,
2: let's not be there. I uh, sent him a little chat in the chat box.
1: He's not there.
2: I have not got no he's response. He's out in the
1: public looking for the Dreamfields pasta. Now, are you kidding me? I think so. Well, <coughs> you know, the one, the one day that we need him desperately, that we need his services on there, because Josh can't seem to get it up, is uh, the day he's not there. Isn't that kind of frost your fat ass. No, not really. Well, it pisses me off big time, Eric. That's bad. Train kills seven on reality TV show. I saw that uh, story. In Montevideo, Uruguay. to Uruguay? No. no. Oh, yeah. that little puppy.
5: He went the little brown-eyed
1: puppy. Yeah. The... There's your girlfriend, Darren Kagan. She's, she's talking about no, Rush with his little no brown maybe, eyes, yeah. his beady eyes. Seven residents of a Uruguayan town were killed Friday when they were run over by a train. They were moving manually as part of reality TV show and they raising funds for the local hospital. Can't get much more real than that. Bunch of dead people. Several hundred townspeople from Young, about 235 miles west of the capital of Montevideo, were hauling a locomotive and two attached cars down a track, pushing and pulling from different sides, when some participants fell into the wheels. Several other people were hurt in Friday's action, three of them critically. Eyewitness Anna Portella told a local radio station that the train was moving when somebody slipped and fell into the locomotive, and others were falling alongside it. There were shouts, and somebody said, My arm, Portela said. Everybody was in a state of shock. The residents were taking part of the program, a challenge to the heart in which Uruguayan communities can raise funds for local charities by completing difficult tasks set by the network, in this case, moving a train a certain distance down the railroad tracks. We're deeply saddened in Channel 10, that's not our Channel 10, offers its solidarity and support to the families involved in this unexpected tragedy that came, in fact, while they were trying to help others, said a spokesman for the network here on the reality show. Oh boy, are they going to get sued or what, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Big time. Mm-hmm. Line 9, QAM, eighty line. Hello?
4: Yes, uh, this is WQAM? Yes, sir. Yeah, I got that website that uh, Neil is looking for. What's that? It's uh, uh, dreamfieldsfoods.com.
1: Right. Got okay, it? Okay, thanks, pal. Thanks. Nope. <laughs> 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 yeah. Right. How do you like that? He's got it. That's good. I know what the website is, Pally. I just I I did. Did you get it, er, er, Josh? Whatever your name is, did you get it? Did I get it? Yeah, I got I it. I sent you the link with that page. I got it. Got all the proper propaganda. Okay, right. 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 About Dreamfields Pasta, low carb miracle. It's miracle stuff. The greatest discovery of my life. And for some reason, we just can't get it up. We cannot get it on our website. We got every kind of crap in the history of mankind is on that website. I mean, some good stuff. We still got the Dick Cheney thing. Go shooting with old uh, dead Eye Dick. we oh, got yeah, that on there. KG. Right. we got the uh, thing for the uh, happy 30th anniversary with the uh, picture of the CD that's selling like hotcakes, not. And the T-shirts and the, uh, the uh, link to the online store and the listing of all the tracks that are on the CD. That really helped a lot. And we can't even get a number of what we got. And you want to know why? Because Josh is busy doing basketball and Robert and uh, the Beast are busy doing each other. And Miguel is nowhere to be found. Man, I'm trying to ask me what I'm more excited about, the uh, the fundraising campaign or that memo? Well, I don't have to ask. No, it's, I think it's a draw. So you got that. You sent it to Eric, and now it's just sitting in limbo somewhere, right? This is true. That's true. Well, that's not good. Not a good thing, Eric.
2: He said he'd uh, put it up as soon as he got off the phone, but that was, what we Get started.
1: off the phone, fatso. Okay, oh, he's doing business. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to send him something in the mail, okay? I sure hope he opens it very slowly. Michael Crichton in the New York Times writes, This essay breaks the law. This is kind of interesting, okay? I sure hope that it isn't all chopped off on the right-hand side. And I sure hope we do the break first, because once I start it. And then uh, right after I get through with this, I'm going to go into that whole thing about dream fields. Whether or not Eric's got it up there or not, I really don't care. Oh, my phone's ringing. I mean, there must be something downstairs. So in in that case...
5: This is Neil Rogers.
6: Well, uh, it beat be the 12 to 1 hour on WQAF. 4, 3, 2,
5: 1, and the off. The big bomb, they got it in Iran. Use that bomb, and they won't last for long. See ya. Crazy Iran, corrupting all this one. I know, it sounds crazy. Then we talk and come over? Pretty soon. Maybe we can avoid fasten us to the, moon. to the moon. You've got oil like Iraq, so you think you are slick? You think you're so great? But beware, your taunting ones will push and, push and We know your country doesn't bother with diplomacy. You'd rather blow us up than try to get us to a beat. Oh, That's a bomb. They got it in a lawn. The Their threats won't stop and they want again you and humanity. You know you will be gone if you try to use the
1: nuclear bomb. Oh, boy. 560 WQM, Deb faxes and says, In Annapolis at a hearing on the proposed constitutional amendment to prohibit gay marriage, Jamie Raskin, professor of law at AU, was requested to testify. He did so. At the end of his testimony, a right-wing senator said, Mr. Raskin, my Bible says marriage is only between a man and a woman. What do you have to say about that? Raskin replied, Senator, when you took your oath of office, you placed your hand on the Bible and swore to uphold the Constitution. You did not place your hand on the Constitution and swear to uphold the Bible. Right. The room erupted into applause. And Deb says, thanks for the CD and T-shirt. Thanks for having us out, Deb. And I just checked out our website's still out there. This is turning into a major project. The one time in my life that I would like to have gotten something on there like, you know what I'm saying? Like real mm-hmm. pronto, tanto? Nothing. In
2: a timely fashion.
1: Michael Crichton, uh, who's an author, whose latest thing is, what's his latest book, State of Fear, writes, this essay breaks the law. The earth revolves around the sun. The speed of light is a constant. Apples fall to earth because of gravity. Elevated blood sugar is linked to diabetes. Elevated uric acid is linked to gout. Elevated homocysteine is linked to heart disease. Elevated homocysteine is linked to B12 deficiency. So doctors should test homocysteine levels to see whether the patient needs vitamins. Actually, I can't make that last statement. A corporation has patented that fact and demands a royalty for its use. Anyone who makes the fact public and encourages doctors to test for the condition and treat it can be sued for royalty fees. Any doctor who reads a patient's test results and even thinks of vitamin deficiency infringes the patent. A federal circuit court held that mere thinking violates the patent. All of this may sound absurd, but it's the heart of a case that will be argued before the Supreme Court on Tuesday, tomorrow. In 1986, researchers filed a patent application for a method of testing levels of homocysteine and amino acid in the blood. Remember Dr. Collier and McKilmer, uh, whatever his name was? Mm-hmm, Culkin. They went one step further and asked for the uh, patent on the basic biological relationship between homocysteine and vitamin deficiency. A patent was granted that covered both the test and the scientific fact. Eventually, a company called Metabolite took over the license for the patent. Although Metabolite does not have a monopoly on test methods, other companies make homocysteine tests too. They assert licensing rights on the correlation of elevated homocysteine with vitamin deficiency. A company called LabCorp used a different test but published an article mentioning the patented fact. Metabolite sued on a number of grounds and has won in court so far. But what the Supreme Court will focus on is the nature of the claimed correlation. On the one hand, courts have repeatedly held that basic bodily processes and products of nature are not patentable. That's why no one owns gravity or is the speed of light. But at the same time, courts have granted so-called correlation patents for many years. Powerful forces are arrayed on both sides of the issue. In addition, there is the bizarre question of whether simply thinking about a patent, in fact, infringes the patent. The idea smacks of thought control to say nothing of unenforceability. It seems like something out of a novel by Philip K. Dick or Kafka, but it highlights the uncomfortable truth that the patent office and the courts have in recent decades rolled themselves into a corner from which they must somehow extricate themselves. For example, the human genome exists in every one of us and is therefore our shared heritage and an undoubted fact of nature. Nevertheless, 20% of the genome is now privately owned. The gene to diabetes is owned, and its new owner has something to say about any research you do and what it will cost you. The entire genome of the hepatitis C virus is owned by a biotech company. Royalty costs now influence the direction of research in basic diseases and often even the testing for diseases. Such barriers to medical testing and research are not in the public interest. Do you want to be told by your doctor, Oh, nobody studies your disease anymore because the owner of the gene-enzyme correlation has made it too expensive to do research? The question of whether basic truths of nature can be owned ought not to be confused with concerns about how we pay for biotech development and whether we'll have drugs in the future and so on. If you invent a new test, you may patent it and sell for as much as you can if that's your goal. Companies can certainly own a test they invented. But they shouldn't own the disease itself or the gene that causes the disease or essential underlying facts about the disease. The distinction is no, not difficult, even though patent lawyers attempt to blur it. And even if correlation patents have not been granted, the overwhelming majority of medical correlations, including those listed above, are not owned and shouldn't be. Unfortunately for the public, the metabolite case is only one example of how much broader a patient's problem is in this country: patent problem. We grant patents at a level of abstraction that is unwise, and it's gotten us in trouble in the past. Some years back, doctors were allowed to patent surgical procedures and sue other doctors who used their methods without paying a fee. A blizzard of lawsuits followed. This unhealthy circumcise was halted in 96 by the AMA and Congress, which decided that doctors couldn't sue other doctors for using patent and surgical procedures, but the beat goes on. Companies have patented their method of hiring, and real estate agents have patented the way they sell houses. Lawyers now advise athletes to patent their sports moves, and screenwriters to patent their movie plots. My screenplay for Jurassic Park was cited as a good candidate, he says. Where does all this lead? It means that if a real estate agent lists a house for sale, he can be sued because an existing patent for selling houses includes item number seven, list the house. It means that Kobe Bryant may serve as an inspiration but not a model because nobody can imitate him without fines. It means that nobody can write a dinosaur story because my patent includes 257 items covering all aspects of behavior, like item number 13, dinosaurs attack humans and other dinosaurs. Such a situation is idiotic, of course, yet elements of it already exist. Unless we begin to turn the uh, things around, it'll be worse to uh, come. Worse things are coming. I wanted to end this essay by telling a story about how current rulings hurt us, but the patent for ending an essay with an anecdote is owned. So I thought to end with a quotation from a famous person, but that strategy is patented too. Then I decided to end abruptly, but abrupt ending for dramatic effect is also patented. Finally, I decided to pay the end with summary patent fee since it was the least expensive. The Supreme Court should rule against Metabolite, and the patent office should begin to reverse its strategy of patenting strategies. Basic truths of nature cannot be owned. Oh, and by the way, I own the patent for essay or letter criticizing a previous publication, so anyone who criticizes what I've said here better pay royalty first, or I'll see you in court. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Not good? You go, Mike. Yeah, you go, Mike. Crichton. He lives in Brighton. Not. We're going to get that thousand votes today, and we're also going to get that thing up on our website. If it's the last thing that ever does before he meets Marvin Maker, I'll tell you that right now. We got it on there
2: yet? No. No.
1: Well, well, what is the no big sinus with this?
2: He's um, got. He, he's obviously off doing something. He's, he's not responding doing... to the little chats in the chat box. Idiot. Nine hundred and
1: forty-four votes on a poll generally. Which group of South Floridians bugs you the most? Pisses you off? Cubans two eighty-seven. New Yorkers hundred forty-nine. Rednecks seventy-nine. French Canadian seventy-two. Senior Citizen, 68. I Hate Everybody, 53. Haitians, 51. I Like Everybody, 49. How terminally boring. African Americans, 44. I Hate This Pool, 28. Jews, 25. Radio Chronics, 12. (laughs) Jamaicans, 10. Radio Sales Hole, 7. Brazilians, 5 now. And Gays, 5. How about Gay Brazilians? There's lots what I hear. Where Men Are Men. 5670560, Five six seven oh five sixty. I'm going to get to my Dreamfields pasta. I got a big thing on of here now. Should I do it or not?
2: Yeah, do it. It's the only way they're going to hear about it. They're not going to read about it on the website.
1: <laughs> Good point. That's for damn sure. Even George is knocking getting out, Eric. Whoa, too bad, Fatso. Maybe he's got like an emergency. Maybe he ran out of uh, Burger King. David Mendoza wrote this. Now let's see what was the original date on this because I, I scoured the internet. And, of course, I got it. I ate it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I got it. And it looks just like regular spaghetti. Authentic pasta, dream Fields, healthy carb living. They make it like in macaroni and lasagna.
2: And uh, what, one other one. Hey, I got a response in the box. Uh, he says that he'll have it done in a few minutes.
1: Cut the crap, Eric, and get with it. We never try to be pushy with you We you understand you're trying to make a living and uh, et cetera, all these things. You know what I'm saying, Eric? All of these things. This is the one time, just this one time, you can ask me about my business, Kay. And look what happened to Kay. Although they did get back together again in uh, Corleone, in Sicily. Remember that? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. In Godfather 3. They got I'm, back I'm together. I'm not pretending that movie doesn't exist. Stop
1: it. Joey. Zaza. There were some good moments in there. And then, of course, there was the Archbishop. But I'm He was flying. I love the way he was flying down the uh, spiral well, staircase. robes were off. He, well, was, he was floating. Yes. He was floating and he was appropriating. The Archbishop. We have an understanding. And then, of course, the Pope drank that bad cup of tea. Oi! Just like Milosevic. And how's Ariel Sharon doing? Nothing over the weekend about poor Ariel. You've got a better chance of finding a TV Ariel ba- on your back porch than you do from, even if you don't have a porch, than hearing any more about Ariel Sharon. He, uh, you know what, I just, I just looked it up. But you know what it said? What? He's off tourist.
2: <laughs>
1: anyway, here's my box. Hear it? There it is. Dream Fields, healthy carb living, digestible carbs, 5 grams. And people are wondering, what kind of mumbo-jumbo? Because, you know, you do realize that during this low-carb thing, there were all those scams about things that supposedly had do a low-carb. Do realize it? Right. Well, I'm just repeating it, just re- reiterating it. That's why I was real skeptical about this, muy uh, skeptical. David Mendoza, and I have no idea who he is, he's got a website, Mendoza.com. Maybe he, he's the guy that played shortstop for the Pirates. The, I mean, he's the one who created the Mendoza line, batting average. Mary o Mendoza. Anyway, he originally appeared April 19, 2004, was last modified October 11, 2005. So that's only like a few months ago. Remember October of last year when we still had an audience and we had like real management instead of a bunch of children running around being yep. handed the keys to the kingdom by the court jester? Uh, seriously, I just, you know, nothing he does should surprise me, this guy, this new guy. Nothing he does should surprise me. Because right. he is non-compass weenus. It's very obvious to me. He just, uh, you know, he's just there. He's a chubby guy in a chair going around backslapping and glad-handing and uh, stuff like that. How's Josh's deal coming, by the way? Hear any more about that? Any more? Nothing more to hear, man. Well, what does that mean? That's that's what it means.
2: It it is what it is.
1: I I don't understand. Nothing more to hear. In other words, there's no no resolution going to be made, had, done? Probably not. Based on what? Are you basing that on something that's been said or just the fact that they're letting it drift?
2: Well, well there's no drift. I mean, there was something brought back to my to me and uh, it was unacceptable, right? Pretty much.
1: And that was the end of that? Yep. Well, George is going to have to take better care of you. Yeah, yeah. Dreamfields Pasta, a totally new low-carb process by David Mendoza. We'll do the break and then we'll come back. If you're not interested in this, you better go away. Because I'm going to take some time on this, because I think this is a very important discovery. It Was for me, changed my life, changed my life, man, man. You believe that? Yeah. And when you go out and get it, and the fact that it's a published man, they better stock a whole bunch of it real soon. Because once we start really pushing this, and once Eric gets it up there on our website, they're going to sell like maybe five, ten, even About 30, man. boxes of it.
5: This, this is week. Neil Rogers. At least
6: by the end of March.
5: It's 5.62 a.m. Oh, Roger. Ah. Pushes oh, a bully. Watch it, now watch it. Turn oh, man, Turn oh, man. Oh. Another ever-in-dabit is supposed to be mine. Whoa. Why did he attack us? What the hell did we do to keep us while we are hanging? In that to torture oh, us. Who is a bully? Who oh, is a bully? The right, the or right. a bully? Who is a, right, right. oh, a bully? Oh, a precious bully. Kill oh, oh, your a whole to way. Stop with all this magic And give us back, who say? a booty Bushes a The whole world hates you. away, you went Bushes Bushes is a booty A yes. Watch it. Now. Watch right. it. I'm about. I'm about. <laughs> oh.
1: Oh, there's that link I was looking for, not... not on there. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, it is. Okay. I was going to say, because he just... Oh, it's burned. above OJ. I mean, above Osama, whoever that is. It's right at the bottom of the pool. There you go. Nice going, Eric. Now go away. And I'm sure he will. And you click onto it, and there's that whole page. It's like a big ad, and then get a dollar coupon. Now, if I were you folks, I'd like get one box first before you go get a case like I did. Unless okay. you got the big bucks like I do, and then in which case, you just uh, toss it out if you don't like it. I, I can't imagine not liking it. Anyway, here's the propaganda on it. It has the same taste and texture as old-fashioned pasta, but has essentially no effect on my blood glucose level, writes David Mendoza. Now, again, that's his experience. Each and every one will be different. It sends my blood sugar up about 50 to 70 points about an hour and a half after I take it, and then it starts going back down again, as opposed to regular pasta, which would send it soaring to unacceptable levels, like 400, 500, ridiculous numbers. He writes, this sounds too good to be true, and maybe it is because there are still several unanswered questions, but, Whoever this guy is. Who the hell is he? Who? Well, he's a diabetes guy. But based on my experience with eating Dreamsfield pasta and long interview with the inventor, I'm prepared to say that food technology has changed forever. This is something new under the sun. If you thought that the U.S. had been engulfed by a low-carb revolution, you haven't seen anything yet. Other than Dreamfield's pasta, low-carb technology is essentially relied on dilution. They take out carbs and replace them with something else, usually fiber or protein. One carbohydrate expert speculated that the Dreamfield's pasta must contain a large amount of resistant starch or other kinds of dietary fiber. No, that isn't the way they did it, said Dr. John Anfinson, the inventor of the process. Dr. John, J-O-N. The technology behind Dreamfield's pasta results in most of the carbohydrate grams becoming protected or non digestible, doctor Enfinson tells me. It involves molecular and I wait till you hear this. Okay. Molecular interactions that help block the enzyme from attacking the carbohydrate starch granule. It's not encapsulated. We have basically created a situation where there's a matrix more or less that has a tendency to attract the enzyme to the matrix and not the carbohydrate. Do you understand that?
2: Oh yeah. Here, let me draw you me diagram. too.
1: These non-digestible carbohydrates aren't counted as fiber, but they start to act as fiber in the colon, Dr. Anfinson says. Rectum. They perform just like any other fiber in the colon, whether it be a soluble or insoluble fiber that is fermented. It acts the same. Well, let me ask you a question. Tim Dodd, CEO of Dakota Growers Pasta Company in Carrington, North Dakota, another partner in the DreamSeal Venture, describes the process somewhat differently. He says they make the pasta in four shapes, spaghetti, elbows, penny rigate, and linguine, from enriched durum semolina the coarse flour made from durum wheat, a 52-gram, two-ounce serving of Dreamsfield pasta still includes 42 grams of total carbs, he says, but 37 are rendered non-digestible by a fiber blend process for which a patent is pending. The process leaves only five digestible carbs per serving, Dodd says. The Dreamsville Venture, as a new company, Design Nutrition Alliance, LLC, includes Dakota Growers Pasta Company, the third largest pasta manufacturer in North America, Techcom Group, LLC of Gainesville, Florida, the science and technology company that Dr. Anfinson owns, and B-New, B-New, a Cincinnati Development and Marketing Company, and Bueller Inc. of Plymouth, Minnesota. So far, the descriptions of the process are vague, intentionally so, because they plan a press conference that will disclose more of the process, Dr. Anfinson says. And again, keep in mind, this article is a, a little bit old. Okay. It says, you might expect that a normal serving of Dreamsfield pasta, which contains 4 grams of fiber and 37 grams of non digestible carbohydrates, would have a major laxative effect. Dr. Ankinson says that tolerance tests of double and triple portions had no gastrointestinal repercussions, and I can vouch for myself, it's just the old normal, same old in and out. Know what I'm saying? What he says. Anyway, this guy says, my family and I can vouch for the taste, texture, low glycemic effect, and absence of stomach distress. I served Jamesfield pasta, linguine and elbows, but not spaghetti or penny, for dinner four times last week. A little bit over the top, don't you think, four times? I had it three times this weekend. Mm-hmm. Here are my blood glucose levels tested for each meal. Now, this guy must, uh, I don't know. Now, he claims, I guess, to be diabetic. He had the elbows with cheese, milk, and eggs before he ate. It was 92 with sugar. After one hour, was 118. I don't expect results like that. Linguine with ground beef and tomato sauce, 109. And then after one hour, 118. The linguine with sauteed mushrooms and a glass of Merlot before he ate it, his uh, sugar was 111. After an hour, it was down to 105. went down. And the uh, leftovers of this very same linguine with mushrooms and a glass of Merlot before he uh, ate 114, and after an hour, down to 100. What? A few other people who have tested Greenfield's Post report results that aren't so promising. One woman wrote on the Low Carb blog that I've tried this product three times, just a two-ounce portion, and all three times, my blood sugar levels jump 50 to 70 points. That's my experience. And so what's the big deal with that? If you start at a reasonable number, so it goes up 50 to 70 points, then it comes back down again. What's the big sinus with that? Huh? Nothing, I reckon. Dr. Anfinson says his medical staff talked to two people, including this woman who reported spikes. Did you ever wear spikes? They concluded that one of them had extremely high insulin resistance, and the other was using a defective meter for those who are highly insulin resistant, eating any carb could cause a spike. Anyway, the bottom line is they're coming out with uh, uh, potato, low-carb potatoes, and low-carb rice. Riso,
2: is what he says. That sounds good.
1: That sounds good. Low-carb rice? I Mm -hmm. love rice. Me too. We don't like rice. So anyway, this guy... This Mendoza guy, Mario Mendoza, he says, Although questions remain, I think this product will be of great importance to dieters and people with diabetes. The Dreamfield brand name resonates with the 89 movie Field of Dreams. If you switch corn to wheat, Iowa to North Dakota, then what the company makes it, the dream that we, uh, we will come to buy it. Based on my research and taste test, I think that dream will become a huge reality. And then his update. Update. A correspondent writes that her husband has diabetes and Greenfields is a gift from heaven. However, I found one problem, and of course, this is really bizarre. Do you ever cook pasta in sauce? Cook it? No. No. If you cook the pasta in an acid sauce, such as a tomato-based sauce, it seems to lose its low-carb characteristics, and the carbs become available for digestion. Well, who the hell in their right mind would do that? Only a moron. I have a favorite recipe in which the pasta is cooked in the marinara sauce. When I make it with Dreamfields, my husband's blood glucose spikes up over 130 the next morning. If I make exactly the same recipe, but cook the pasta in water like a normal human being and stir the cooked pasta into the sauce, his blood glucose, uh, glu- uh, glucose level will be in the mid 80s. I've tried this twice with the same result each time. And of course, he's busy cooking it in the sauce because he's trying to get rid of him.
2: How do you like that? Never heard of that. So,
1: well, I'm just, well yeah, I've heard of that. People cook it in the sauce. It's kind of a artsy fartsy, stupid thing to do, especially with Dreamfields. Don't do it. So I'm cooking on our home. I'm, I'm cooking <laughs> and clicking on our homepage. And right below the pool, there it is, Dreamfields Pasta, and it's actually spelled correct. And there's the link to that whole page. It'll tell you all about it, and give you a dollar coupon, and tell you where to order it, and it gives you all kinds of stuff. Did you do it? Did you click it? No. Are you link in it? No.
2: Well, why not? I'm going to look for it in the
1: You're not have to try to go get it. Go to Publix. That's what I plan to do. They'll have it until about three o'clock. It'll all be off the shelves. WQAM, hello. 2 A.M. Mm, hello. Yes.
4: Oh, Dr. Neil. Speaking. Neil. Yes. I have a shameless request.
1: Well, ask somebody else. See that? Here's South Florida, baby. I go through this revolutionary piece of news, man. We get it on our website. I'm all whipped up into a frenzy. The most exciting discovery of my a shameless around this guy is like a nerd with a radio blast in the back. You're an idiot, man. You're a moron. Okay. A moron. Is there any doubt about it? No. In fact, let me spell it for you. M-O-R-O-N. Absolutely. go nice going, Mo. God. WQAM, hello. QAM.
4: Hey, Neil, how you doing? Good. Listen, I just went on your website and ordered your uh, CD. Yes. And, um, listen, I'm the jackass. who called last week about that thing you guys didn't want to talk about. I buy your thing every year. Yeah. I always support your, your charities.
1: I mean, you've I'm, got a valid point, but we shouldn't want to publicize it on the air.
4: What, what's I know. The point? Huh? I'm a jackass, I admit. Well, we know course. that.
1: <laughs> but we but you're a helpful jackass, and we thank you for your uh, money.
4: Okay. Hey, listen, one more question. Yeah. Is it's true, the shirt only comes extra large. We're not all fat.
1: Believe me, T-shirts, uh, it'll, it'll hang on you. It'll be all right. They should make eat, them large. Eat, huh? eat a bunch of the pasta, okay? Go, go away. Go away. Can't we make it in a hundred different sizes because we have such a tremendous response? You are right. You're a jackass. You're an idiot. You're an imbecile. How do you like that? Can't we yes. make it just enlarge? Um. I have nothing to do with any of it. H- okay? How small is he? I wear I wear don't want anything I wear an extra to large. do with it. I don't want anything to do with it. George is like a little tiny guy, right, okay? With a,
2: with a shrunken chest, as you know.
1: And, and a shrunken head like that bitch on uh, Lou Dobbs there. Right. Uh, Dana Bash. But,
2: oh, yeah, she's the that runaway bitch.
6: bride. Yeah. Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking.
2: Right, that's too large and an extra large, large
1: is fine. Right. Why, well, like a wear like a nightgown, okay, you imbecile?
5: Yeah, I want it
1: large. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, what a bunch of crybabies and whiners. How about some macaroni and cheese? And now with the Dreamfields, you can make macaroni and cheese. It just dawned on me. Right. That's right. In fact, what I'm thinking you know, it would be good because I don't want to like go out and buy a whole. Well, I got butter. What do I need? But it would be cheese. nice to get the craft macaroni and cheese dinner and just throw out their their pasta and right. make the
2: elbows from this stuff. Use their uh their powdered mix. Use their powdered one, stuff. Is. All that uh, yeah. chemical crap that they That's put in right. there. You can make your own. You know there there are recipes to be found. What?
1: Well, yeah. You think I'm going to cook up a recipe? What do you Why think, really the,
2: Nelly the chef? Oh, or it something can't be now? rocket science. Just get you know, buy some cheese, slice it up and melt it. I mean, come on.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I like my cheese, man.
2: I love slicing and cutting Butter, cheese. Butter. I think mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of milk. Uh and some some milk. That's, Ooh, that's one of the active ingredients, either, cows I milk. think, is how they do it. Well, get goat's milk, then.
1: The here. Thank oh, there you go. Look at that. There, there's the Bush Show of the Day on CNN. Every single day. Papa. And, and is there. I hope they keep it up, because every time public season, they're, like, revolted yeah. and nauseated. And his poll numbers keep going down and the down and down. And, and that's right. <laughs> he just said, Abu-Gar- and they're all chuckling. 27 past noon. We got Bo coming along at 2 o'clock, and none too soon. Thread
5: hey. them and say cheese. will must die. Oh yes, who may hate us? But Bush will have his way. Oh goodbye, we will make you die. We've been waiting for such a long time. With the Bush drive family home i ask you, what would be safer than an unchecked breaker with a suitcase come on board? To fight, to fight, we'll die for fours. And when you die, you'll get a free pass of fours. Up and trouble, When those bombs explode, oh, Dubai, we will make new guys. Oh, thank heaven for 9/11. For well, we now control most of our lives, cash for terror, we will give to the Muslims who hate women, address every guy.
6: <laughs>
5: we'll change your mind and it won't be hard to <laughs> buy the heights of the old race car. Stay tuned to Ford because we own that news. Oh, to buy, we will make you die i I'm dying
1: over here. 1232 at 560 WQAM, the home of the court jester and the uh, Little Chillins. Remember that song, Little Children, by Billy J. Kramer? No, what and year? His brother, Brad Kramer? That's what we're doing. I just decided during this last break, I was thinking about it for about four seconds. Yeah. Remember what I said quite some time ago, two or three different times, that if Clarence calls here, I'm hanging up the phone, he'll hear the dial tone. He'll hear this yeah. sound. Yeah. Little Children, there you go, Billy J. Kramer, I'll All right. What year? Oh, I don't know.
2: 66. 64, plus. Yeah.
1: Didn't I've never heard this song
2: in my life. Get out of here. Well, play a little bit of it, okay?
3: It's morbid, depressing. Never
2: in my life. Get out of here. It was a smash, man. It was a big, big, fat beat hit. Oh, I'll take your word for it. it must have been.
5: Because
2: I have it. Yeah, see? They had another hit, apparently, these people I never heard of before in my life.
1: Well, it's not they. It's Billy J. Kramer, okay? He and the Dakotas bad to me and Bobo the Dakotans. Dakotas
2: was his backup group
1: uh, the Dakotas consisted of Mike Mashfield and Robin McDonald Ray Jones on bass and t- Tony Mansfield on drums born William Ashton 8, 1943 in Bootle Maryside, England this I've heard oh that's bad to me that was a yeah. number 9 little children's got up to number 7 64 I'll Keep You Satisfied and From a Window written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney that's it. That was the medley of his smashes. Wow. It was during, it was during the British Invasion, Mon. I and understand. And that's the, when London uh, Lee
2: was popular. I understand.
1: Well, you know something, London Lee. I'm not. I don't want to go into it, Chicken <laughs> you know, Neck. if he's going to keep doing bits that are only like for his own amusement, he can claim mm-hmm. at home. You know. Save the save the uh, save me the UPS charge, the FedEx. God,
2: that's. You my think, fault do You
1: think anybody in this audience has any idea who London Lee is? Well, I I told that story. Yeah, and. <laughs> and Goran
2: And he left a voicemail.
1: Did he really? London
2: Lee? Yeah. I'd rather hear from Leapy Lee.
1: (laughs) And what did he say in the voicemail?
2: Apparently the voicemail was before he didn't uh, make his way in here. Yes, and saying what? Saying that he wants to make his way in here, that he's got something exciting that he wants to show Neil. No. No. (laughs) Believe me, I don't want to see it. I've heard what you look like. I don't want to see it. Maybe it was Big Ben. No.
1: Mm Mm-mm. Struck Struck out. 1,021 votes on our poll today. Generally, which group of South Floridians bugs you the most, pieces you off? Cubans, 306. New Yorkers, 156. Rednecks, 88. French Canadians, 79. Senior Citizens, 69. Oi! I Hate Everybody, 59. Haitians, 58. I Like Everybody, 55. See how that balances out? Yeah. Yin and Yang. African Americans, 48. I Hate This Poll, 32. Jews, 29. Radio Chronics, 13. Jamaicans, 11 Mon. Radio sales hole seven. Brazilian six. And gaze Solamente cinque. Cinco. Five. Got it? Got it. Those are the people who went to see Bear Ass Mounting. Now it's your turn me against it. Hans Johnson writes, GOP trashed in special elections, to which we say, Oh! not that good news? Mm-hmm. A drumbeat of corruption, deficits, and war debt has begun to haunt Republican candidates as they hit the campaign trail. The macabre cadence is playing more widely than just in federal races. Since November, it's become the background music in a series of state special elections. Democrats are winning, often overwhelmingly in districts and states that have backed Republicans in recent elections. The results show that state-level progressive candidates are better poised than at any time in the past 14 years to benefit from a defection of moderate conservatives and a slight left turn in the electorate. A slight left turn. In Central Texas, nurse and former school board member Donna Howard v. Ben Benson in a February 14th state special of the House race in suburban Travis County outside Austin. Howard's win signal that Democrats can stand tough, even in Republican-tilted districts imposed by the delayed Mander, a revamping of federal districts now under scrutiny by the Supreme Court. People receptive the idea that someone was willing to talk about going into the legislature, actually making hard decisions, rather than following in lockstep with the failed leadership. Howard told the Austin American Statesman, like other Democratic triumphs of late, her 58 to 42 percent victory came in this district that broke for the GOP in 04. That same day in Kentucky, in a race that drew media attention and door knockers from three states, Perry Clark, a veteran Boy Scout volunteer, took the 37th state senate seat. He won 54-46 in the district that snakes inland from the Ohio River on the southwest side of Louisville. It, too, was carried by the GOP in 2004. Next door in Virginia, Mark Herring took a state Senate seat in the D.C. suburbs that Democrats hadn't even contested. What I say suburbs, Democrats hadn't even contested in 2002. The landslide, 62-38% to 38% win on January 31st, sent shockwaves through the GOP already reeling from a blow just three weeks earlier. In Jerry Falwell's stomping ground of Lynchburg, Shannon Valentine rode to a 58 to 42 win for a seat that also hasn't drawn even a down Democratic challenger last time around, much less a winner. Missouri, a battleground that races the best bellwether of presidential elections, has seen Democratic victories in conservative districts as well. In February, down in Ascrop County, the state's southwest corner, Charles Drake claimed the state house seat 56 to 44 percent that his party didn't even bother seeking in 2004, and it goes on and on and on. Finally. Over the past three months in New Hampshire where GOP activists still face charges for jamming opponents' phones during the O2 campaign, candidates John Robinson, Penn Brown, and Jim Aguilar won special elections for state house seats in districts that were struck by the GOP just a year earlier. Between general elections in 92 and 94, then-Republican National Committee Chairman Haley Barber, ballyhooed Republican wins in disparate states during the period and proclaimed a grassroots mandate against the Clinton administration. The trend foreshadowed huge GOP gains in November 94. Now this pattern is playing out again for the other side. Like Rick Riley said, he was on the other guy's ballot. Mm-hmm. But when he gets the chance, he'll vote for Herman Gehring. Is what he said? Your good buddy, a fascist redneck Rick Riley? Something like that. Now what is this thing? New security clearance rules affects gays by Catherine Schrader from the AP. Somebody just faxed to us. Yay. Somebody from legal, who's having legal affairs. It says the Bush administration last year rewrote the rules for allowing gay men and lesbians to receive national security clearances drawing complaints from civil rights activists. The Bush administration said security clearances cannot be denied solely on the basis of the sexual orientation of the individual, but it removed language saying sexual orientation may not be used as a basis for a, or a disqualifying factor in determining a person's eligibility for a security clearance. What was that uh, queen that they led in the, um, the press conferences? Oh, Gannon Guckert. That's it, very good. The advocacy groups recently found the charge and a change in an 18-page document distributed by National Security Advisor Stephen J. Hadley, December 29th without public notice. Rules approved by Bill Clinton in 97 said that sexual behavior may be a security concern if it involves a criminal offense, suggests an emotional disorder, could subject someone to coercion, or shows a lack of judgment. Well, Bubba would never show a lack of judgment about such things, would he? Never. The regulation stated that sexual orientation may not be used as a basis for or a disqualifying factor in determining a person's eligibility for a security clearance. Bush removed that categorical protection, saying instead that security clearances cannot be denied solely on the basis of the sexual orientation of the individual. The new rules say behavior that is strictly private, consensual and discreet could mitigate security concerns. It looks as if lesbians and gay service members especially may face some additional roadblocks to obtaining their security clearances, said Rawls, whose group advocates on behalf of gays in the military. Is that Lou Rawls? He's dead. Oh. Yeah, he is dead. And there's, uh, well, oh, geez. <laughs> I almost made a bad, bad mistake. <laughs> I was so tempting. Woo! I'll do it. You know what it was. Yeah, I know. Because you're looking at the same screen as I am. Uh, but anyway, we don't want to go there
2: yet.
4: <laughs>
2: do we? How many QAM. Today. Hello. QAM. Oh. Yes, sir. Hey,
4: Neil. How you doing? Great. Hey, hold on for a second. I, that, that's the boyfriend uh, around huh. line. Too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds a lot better in the distance. WQAM, hello.
4: I have a quick call for Merva Jones.
1: WQAM, hello. I'm a diabetic. Okay, good. There we go. See, that one, one uh, wow. cures all That's that right. one pill? Yeah. I'm going to start advertising that on the CBS Evening News. It's a pill that makes Bob Schieffer stop saying okie-dokie, and also it cures all your ills. 12.41 at 5.60 WQM when you Yes. They took me literally when I said that after Friday and it was done uh, right. for me, and so they're not doing nothing. That, that's fine. That, that's fine with me. But wouldn't it be nice to at least have a total? And I just looked on at uh, on our store, you know, on Neil's store, yeah, and where it says the T-shirt and it says size, and you click on it and it says extra large only, right? So if you're not happy with extra large, I got a suggestion for you. Okay, three words. Don't order it. <coughs> huh?
4: Residents, a real steak.
1: If that's what we want, a real steak. Mm. Give me some of that low-carb pasta with a nice real steak. Five six seven oh, 560 <laughs> Pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. And like, look at that phone, man. What the hell am I thinking about? I was just going to go and do like a heavy uh, heavy oh, yeah. sweep, a phone sweep. Oh, well.
2: <laughs> Maybe next time.
1: Yeah. Maybe next I'll hour. T- I'll tell you one thing. With the with the court jester and his new group of little children... That's going to be our theme song. You better keep that handy, that Billy J. Kramer. You're going to be hearing a lot. You'll make up for lost time. For the last 42 years, you haven't heard it. There you go. Billy J. Kramer. Here's Brad Kramer, another combo team parked on the outside, fading through the pack. That's nice going, Brad. Hit him again. Whip him. Feed him like a, like a dog. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Hello? Let me try it again. Hello?
4: Oh, I think I have the wrong number. Sorry about
1: that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Who are you kidding, man? What a...
4: Incredible.
1: Get back out of rubber raft, you idiot. Tell QAM. Hello. QAM. Hola. QAM.
4: Hello. Needle.
1: Tell me... See, I told you we'd do a sweep. A Get the ready. broom out. Get the broom.
4: Okay. WQAM. QAM, Hello. Do the shirts come in white beaters?
1: <laughs> yes. Five six seven oh five. See, I tell you this is going to be a good interlude now. After uh-huh. all that pasta, they they don't care about the Dreamfields pasta. They don't give a crap. Why did I go through all that trouble to get the link on there? Go through a big song dance and dance to make those people a lot of money and sell a lot of that product? They're not sponsors. Of course, we don't have any sponsors. We don't have any salespeople. We don't have any copy. But we get paid on Friday. Did, now, did you click on that thing, the Dreamfield thing? No. no. Well click on it. Look at that. It's a nice link, man. It's colorful. It's got all the information there. See, if you're not going to do it, you think any of these other idiots are going to do it? Of course not. Of course not. Well, how much effort does that take? It's right below the pole on there, man.
2: Click it. Click it. Click it and lick it. There it is. There it is. And, and that hue. Greenfields, healthy carb living Enjoy Georgia right. Greenfields. I don't healthy want you to advantage.
1: read it, just take a look at it. It's got all the info that anybody could want and then have a lot little on top of that.
2: Charts and graphs. Right.
1: Colorful like USA Today. They can look at the color colorful pictures. QAM, hello. Hey. Yes, sir.
4: Glad I didn't come back to there, huh? I beg your pardon? Glad I didn't come back to work there, huh? Did you let me? Oh. How are you?
1: Well what well, what is that what does that mean, glad you didn't come back to work here?
4: Well, I don't know, man. You know, it it sounds like a sounds like it's going crazy there, man. No, nobody's
1: going crazy. We just have uh, the usual circus going on. That's so. all. Where are you now? Are you still over there at that 850 at that make-believe station?
4: No, no. I'm the regional sales manager at Cox Orlando for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then what are you doing listening to my show if you're regional sales manager at Cox um, Orlando? So, you know what? I'm
4: about 20 miles south of Orlando, and I'm listening to you all the way up there. Yeah. It's amazing. I listen to you Yeah, well, day. tell about no, like Disney.
1: Love. He's still a, still a drunk.
4: You know what? I love you, babe. Okay, i goodbye. fifty left. Goodbye.
1: Oh. Petey Lenny. I want to blow my brains out, okay? Or his. And quit uh, trying to give us them damn little caboose things and them fat-filled sandwiches. WQAM, hello. Bonnie Gordon. WQAM, hello. You know QAM. By QAM.
4: By yeah. AM.
3: Yeah. Neil. Yep.
4: Hey, listen, Neil, uh, I'm from California, and I was at uh, caller a couple months ago, and I was very surprised. No ornamentals, which I really like, man. I kept telling people...
1: Yeah.
2: no what? I, I didn't understand a word. I'm yeah, in no, California, no, okay. then, but then, you know. I yeah, no. Uh, bl- bl-
1: bl- yeah, okay, go back, please. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir.
4: How you doing, Neil? Hey, Neil. Um, you want to be my roommate here Halley? No,
1: thanks. WQAM, hello.
2: Dollar a month.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you paid me $100 a month, the answer is still no. QAM, hello. I'm too old to be getting them diseases you guys got. QAM. Heavy breather. WDQAM, hello.
4: No, what? Neil. Yes, sir. The CD I bought was defective. What do I do? Okay. I'll tell
1: you one thing. let That should give you a clue. Slide it. WDQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how
4: many Cubans are going to defect tonight after they beat Japan?
1: <laughs> how about that U.S.? I forgot to mention that to the Humper. That'll teach you. That would be putting professional athletes in there. right? I told you all these special tournaments and Olympics and stuff—they're supposed to be for amateurs, right? And USA right? proved they were amateurs. They tried to fix the tournament so that they wouldn't—it would be bracketed in such a way they wouldn't come up against any of the good teams. And guess what? Even Canada kicked their ass, eh? Oh my God, how embarrassing! The U.S. is out. They're out. I'm sure that Josh is following that religiously, aren't you? I watched a couple games. Forget about it. WQAM, hello.
2: Neil, anyone who says Billy bad is definitely homo. Yeah. Hello? That's that's him. Oh. What,
1: what do you mean that's him?
2: Him. It? It. Oh.
1: WQAM, hello. How do Got you spell it. that? Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
4: Hey, dude, put the fruit in the basket.
1: Yeah, okay. WQAM, hello.
4: Go on wrong number.
1: <laughs> <laughs> QAM, yeah. Hello. Hey, Neil. Tell
4: me to hello. Hey, Neil, what's going on? How you doing, sir? All right, listen, I just figured I'd give you guys a call. You know how you all been hyping uh, Crash? The movie? Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I decided I'd go ahead and watch it the other night. So I get about an hour and a half the way through it, and you know what I realized? I'm an idiot. I was watching the wrong Crash. This was 1996, and it's not out yet, so... Oh, you could <laughs>
2: see Deborah Unger naked, so it wasn't a total loss.
4: Yeah, oh, there's George...
2: Yeah, so Neil, yeah, Neil's not here today. Oh, They're okay. Totally
4: I like, no, no, I know here both of you guys. I listen every day. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just going to go out and get the real one this time and give it a give it a once over. Yeah, but at, least, at least you got a little
1: foreplay there. Now get the real one and uh, give it a shot. That's sad. That is
2: sad. But I made oh. the same mistake when we first started talking about it during a uh, vacation show. Because everybody kept recommending it to me. No, no. See,
1: I don't like that. I think that, you know, it would seem to me that there shouldn't be two movies with the same name. Right. Especially but, since the other one there, was released the yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. I'm not just talking about remakes or stuff like that or sequels. Right. I'm talking right. about movies that have nothing to do with the other one, and it's got the same freaking name. Like this what, one. What is that? What kind That's of a communist bunch of crap is that?
2: That's just wrong.
1: That would be like somebody ripping off all my drop ins in my uh, material and my whole act and then pretending that they had their own show. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about?
2: No. Blue. Yeah, yeah, you do.
1: And by the way, Anna Maria still ain't interested, honey. Five six seven oh five sixty. See, I told you we'd get some good calls today. You say, ah, it's Monday. Yeah, come on. Yeah. They're you got that whole summer to look forward to. Very soon, by the way, middle of June. Ooh, yeah, less 30. than two months. To which Ooh. I say, all right. And we got that Marlins game at twelve fifty pregame tomorrow. <laughs> we love the Marlins on the show. You bet. Even though they're gonna blow. Because they told me so. Because they got like all little league players playing. WQAM, hello. Not there. QAM, hola. I eat
5: more at Moraki time?
1: WQAM line nine, hello.
4: Program director Ed. And...
1: WQAM, hello. Hey. Neil. I got news for him. I'd rather he he must have been listening the other day when I said we ought to have Eddie PD. Remember that? Said mm-hmm. this morning. Time goes by so fast. <laughs> I said uh-huh. I ought to be the PD and the general manager and the sales manager. Although, it can, and he also could be the court jester about because he uh, has evoked a few chuckles here and there. Babloo, uh, babloo, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh huh.
4: The commuters in London and Madrid.
1: And there you go, real uh, laugh at that one. WQAM,
4: hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Neil, does Dreamfield have a, a website of their own, or it's only accessed through NeilRogers.com?
2: Well, that, that's the link. It takes you right to it. Oh, so... Right. The, the, Oh, you don't want to generate a hit on Neil Rodger's website. In other words, In other words you don't
1: want to, like, go to our website first? Is that tell yes, me... No,
4: no, no. I, I would just... Is, yeah, of course. It t- takes you right to the website. What, is there more other than what you put up on your, on your link? Uh,
1: well, let's see. Let me, let me click on it, okay, and see, because I've been scouring it all uh, for several days now. Before mean, I, I've,
4: I've listened to all of it on the radio. And, right. Just wonder if there was because that's awful lot. If there's any more, did you you have? Well, there's it all
1: there's all kinds of articles about it, and most people seem to be doing great with it. But you can like Google Dreamfields Pasta is what I did. Google it. Take a look at our. Uh, just click the link on. Go to it, and then you can Google it. And they got all kinds of propaganda, which you can get just by going on that page that we got to. You see, save you a lot of work because it's got great. For example, in the first sentence there, it says as part of a reduced carbohydrate diet, Dreamsfield helps limit. By 65%, the rise in blood sugar, level, and then you click on that, it's got a, it's got a link. See that? Yeah. yeah. You and keep what does it mean in glycemic index? It's got all kinds of information. It's pretty damn good if you ask me, and the price is right. We ain't charging a dime. Let's start charging for stuff, okay? A dime. Uh-huh. Did you get that number? You said, do I want a number on the best? Uh, I got, and I said, I got yes. the number. Did you
2: get it? You got it? This is not counting the weekend's internet sales, whatever those may be, because mm-hmm. we haven't gotten those yet. 18935
1: Ah. Oh. Does that include the hundred that Josh got at his uh, thing on wherever it was? Yes. Where was that? Conines. Oh at Conine's, you got a hundred bucks. I bet you Jeff came right up and stuck a whole bunch of money right in your fist, didn't he? Stuck him in his garter. He probably wasn't there. Jeff Conine. In fact, he's gonna be celebrating. You've got to have a big celebration at Conine's it's his eighty fifth birthday coming up there next week. They're gonna have a giant party. So we not only didn't get to twenty grand, we didn't get to 19 last week at the end of the week. Remember I was trying to put the big push on, I was pushing it? Huh. How about if we threw in like a $100 bill in every uh, CD? Okay. Then and buy a it. t-shirt in 14 different sizes.
5: This is Neil Rogers.
1: Rogers. This and a is
5: 5-2-A-N. Well, it is Scott Burrell.
6: And when I'm up in Boca Tiga slapping old women with painted lips around the pool, I listen to the Neil Rogers one to two hours.
5: Yeah, uh, I mean I listen to the Neil Rogers there in balance one to two hours. <laughs> Hey, what? By the way, so uh, I've been giving it some score. See? Oh what do you think of this? I know that me and you can do much better going six to ten.
6: And not at five, a gentile and a cranky Jew. I think we might
5: be happy to get there. I think you really got out of your mind, you gotta have your wheelie bag strapped on through side. No chance I'll a show with you. <laughs> I'd rather die, we'd be crappy together. Why, I'll have you know that I'm a big monkey Jew from Brooklyn Heights. I've been raped by everybody but you. You're not my type. Me and Mo, that would blow. The no way that if we had a fight, that you'd survive. Who'd wanna hear a genital and pushy tight that's wrapping together? Joy, 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 So with you and me for me is much better six to ten, not five. It's only right that I should get more sleep at night. I think we might be happy to get day. Happy to get <laughs> 103
1: at 560. You won't be here in at 2. You got Bo today. And then tomorrow we got the Marlins game. What about the rest of the week? We've got Geldy
3: on Wednesday
1: before the. Uh, well, we got the Big Panthers Caps game on Wednesday. That should be a gimme. Should be. And then Guilty on Thursday, and then Guilty on Friday. Too much Guilty, man, if you ask me, and of course they don't ask me. And I'm sure that the, the Triumvirate are making those decisions, aren't they? Of course. The Kingston Trio Clarence, the Beast, and Robert. That's Robert. B.I. Yeah. for those who know him best. 567 0560, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. That call from Petey Lenny, man, that just put me right, that sent me right to the edge of the bowl. You know it? Yeah. I mean, here's Which a guy book? that works for another company up in Orlando. Doesn't work. hasn't worked here in several years now. And he just can't stop. He can't stop. I know you, did, you did, didn't uh, make a good choice, okay? Because anybody's working for Cox Broadcasting isn't working for, like, real radio people. Not that we are, but, boy, they're like a million miles away. Aren't they? No, they're not. I'm just trying to talk myself into it. Okay. Good, good choice, Petey. WQAM, hello. QAM.
4: Hey, Neil, how you doing today?
1: Okay.
4: I think you left the number one choice off your list today. And what's that? The born-again.
1: Okay. Born-again fanatics like uh, your president.
4: Every single day.
1: Who was just asked a question about uh, the uh, r- r- the religious right and Armageddon. And does he believe that that's uh, what this is all combined? And that nervous laugh and the audience with nervous laugh and all his sycophants, his base. Get that on there right away. Born-Agains. Got it? We got it. Speaking of which, did you see the article on our website about the evidence of the universe's first instant? No. no. Oh. Well, you might be interested in this. It's probably more interesting than about that Greenfield's pasta. Although I doubt it. For a fleeting moment, the very fabric of the universe became a kind of hyperspeed spandex stretching outward to perhaps 100 times the speed of light. Kind of like those pants that Barry Mandelow wears. That concept, which describes the first trillionth of a second of the universe's beginnings, has gained wide acceptance among cosmologists. Now, scientists say they've discovered the first comprehensive subtle signs from that cosmic growth spurt. <laughs> the discovery announced Thursday does not quite provide smoking gun confirmation of the concept, known as inflation, but scientists say they have detected wisps from the muzzle. With a few more years of data gathering, they say they may be able to find the missing pieces that would clinch the case for a process widely being held to have given the universe its initial bang. The new results represent a significant shift in efforts to uncover the origins and future of the universe, notes Lyman Page. I wonder if he's kin to Frankie Lyman. And the teenagers. A Princeton University who? And the teenagers. A Princeton University physicist and member of the team reporting the discovery. Cosmologists have long struggled to answer basic questions about the universe, its properties, and composition, Dr. Page says. Now, scientists are adding an ability to look back at these billionth of a billionth of a billionth of a billionth of a a minute, ask detailed questions about the physics, and be able to answer them, like Pepto-Bismol and Maylocks. The new evidence comes from NASA's Wilkinson Microwave Ancetropy Probe. Am I saying that right? I don't know. No. Sounds Good. No, it's not. Anisotropy probe. WMAP. I like that better. WMAP. 1480 on your dial. A satellite designed to study the final whisper of the Big Bang, the primordial burst of energy widely held to have given birth to the universe. Oh, all you heathens out there. The Lord done it, man. The Lord. Hey, oh, God. He snapped his fingers. And all of a sudden, all of these creatures uh, showed up. This whisper, actually low-level radiation, is known as the cosmic microwave background. The concept of inflation predicts that this whisper should lead behind signals from that event. The WMAP team says it detected these signals from trends in relative brightness of bumps and dimples in the microwave background. Now I, I stopped understanding any of this like several paragraphs ago. How about you? No, I, I
2: wrote some term papers and stuff. I love this oh. stuff.
1: These variations represent one of two kinds of polarized radiation, and the easiest type to spot that inflation predicts. Ground-based and balloon-borne experiments have seen bits and pieces of this evidence, but WMAP has put a sky's worth together in one mosaic, an important milestone. Launched in 2001, the WMAP satellite spent a year gathering data for a baby picture of the universe which was built from subtle temperature differences in the microwave background. In 2003, the WMAP team decoded the information to yield the most precise estimates yet of the abundance of matter and energy, the universe's age, and its expansion speed. The variations also represent a cosmic blueprint for large-scale distribution of galaxies astronomers see today. These latest data come from an additional three years of observations during which scientists were working with a signal roughly 100 times weaker than the temperature information they gathered. The new measurements are so precise that we're now in a position to be able to test specific models of inflation, some of which were first proposed when I was in grade school. It's really cool to see it come to fruition, said Gary Hinshaw, researcher at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland, and a member of the team reporting the results. Inflation holds that the observable, uh, observable universe blossomed from a tiny spot in space so minute that only quantum physics can describe it. About the size of your... Lectum. <coughs> <coughs> then, in a trillionth of a second, it expanded at almost unimaginable speed. The concept first proposed nearly 30 years ago... About 30, man. ...erased difficult mismatches between the standard Big Bang theory at the time, and the universe astronomers observed as they traced much of its 13.7 billion-year evolution through their telescopes, it also solved conundrums particle physicists faced as they probed the world of the very small, George, the world of the very small. So far, the team has been able to make some rough estimates of the upper limit on certain conditions during inflation. Dr. Hinshaw says that the inflationary period would have had less energy than 10 quadrillion billion electron volts, still an enormous number that defies the comprehension of almost anyone but a physicist. By comparison, mankind's most powerful particle accelerator generates energies of only 1 billion electron volts. This was 10 quadrillion billion. Like your paycheck. Yeah. Team members... I was talking to Josh. Team members say they hope to keep the experiment already an extended mission in NASA's portfolio running for several more years. This will allow them to increase the accuracy of their results and perhaps yield evidence for the second kind of polarized signal cosmologists seek in the microwave background from gravity waves the expansion would have triggered. Their imprint on the microwave background will provide the smoking gun for cosmic inflation, researchers be saying. Meanwhile, the European Space Agency is slated to launch its own version of WMAP, dubbed the Planck mission, next year to give the field advantage of competition. Planck prov- promises a more sensitive set of measurements than WMAP can even provide. WMAP, let's change our color. put this place on the map.
2: That's excellent.
1: Isn't that a great idea? WMAP. Yeah, let's get some jingles, huh? If I like and record us some special jingles. We get all the pan singers back in Dallas again. Get the people from Pepper Tanner. I bet you Petey Lenny remembers those Pepper Tanner jingles back from when he was a child. 1,098 votes on the poll. Generally, which group of South Floridians bug you the most? Cubans, 327. New Yorkers, 167. Rednecks, 96. French Canadians, uh, 84. Senior citizens, 75. Old farts. I hate everybody, 65. Haitians, 64. I like everybody, 58. (sighs) African Americans, 51. I hate this poll, 35. Jews, 30. About 30, man. Right on the heels of Purim, no less, and they're picking on the poor Jews. Radio Chronics, 14. Jamaicans, 13. Brazilians, 7. Radio Sales Holds, 7. Ex-Radio Sales Holds for this station, not on there yet. Gay's a, a six and born just went under. They got one solamente uno. Boy, that Gene Fields thing, man, there's a tremendous amount of interest in that. Not, and you want to know why? Why? Because one thing I'm discovering is that most diabetics and most people that are fatter, they're in denial. You know what I'm saying?
3: <laughs> yeah, I, <see. laughs>
1: I mean I mean, I've given up uh, talking to him. i got about as much confidence I'm going to change his altitude about those things as I do that we're going to make like 50 but grand on that fundraiser.
2: Other than yourself, because I don't know if fat people try to keep other people from getting fat or fatter or dying. No, or fat people plus?
1: generally, the misery loves company. They encourage right. other people. Come on, eat, eat, have so some of this. How great.
2: often, if or ever? dessert. Have you tried to talk a fat person out of killing themselves?
1: Oh, it's it's hopeless. You're right. It's hopeless. It's hopeless. And I've tried like three times. It's like a track, tell him don't put the rolls on the table, you know, because fat the runner. and then he would right. reach over and grab the ones off the next table anyway.
2: Hopeless. And I'll you know begging, what the story is now. Tried threatening. Tried bribery. Right. Money, drugs, you women. You know, fat anything.
1: reminds me of my mother. And you know why? Because they're both dead. Now she was 91. Right. He, I would say, was more like 61. Okay. okay See, see the difference uh-huh. in other words she lived a long miserable life but he lived a well whatever prominence after one at 560 WQm went to come right here and say it took me a little while I'm a little slow learner but Neil I apologize
6: it's way deal you are the truth absolutely I
5: it into my checkered bag. Now you can't take Mo around no
3: more.
5: All that makes God my but sore. The best years of what remains of my life I gave to this place. <laughs> Just for old time, I think I'll go and hail the few.
3: Of the bliss we have
5: hurted I've had enough For you bigger guys <laughs> Not using as their own I-I-I You bastards Were only Drop dead dead If I don't know Gonna stay home Far away from here I'll hand my keys back in for the car that I drove on I'd go to my orifice and clean out my desk. That is, if I only had an orifice or a desk, I'd slap up the boca, up to bricks and watch the shoppers from a bench. Yes, I wonder if rain felt felt this way when he got turned down for a day. I hit him, but you sport home queers ain't going to
1: of me. Bye bye One nineteen at five sixty. No mo, but we got bowl between two and four this afternoon on the uh, Dullard Show. And then we got Mad Dog four to six thirty at the Antha Center. Panther Preview six thirty to seven, followed by the Panther Lightning huge game, seven o'clock tonight. You're gonna be glued to that, I'll bet. Oh yeah, tightly. And then we got the hurricanes in Creighton on AM thirteen sixty. Now, we ever find out any more about any mo about that nit thing on Wednesday about the uh, possibility of a day game like around eleven thirty in the morning?
2: No, I can go ask Robert Creeper at the Beast though.
1: A- ask Robert Creeper of the Beast because they're in charge. In fact, don't ask once. Ask about yeah, ten times. Maybe you'll get a straight answer, but I doubt it. And don't uh, give them no uh, what for. Okay, uh, be very respectful to these guys because they're in charge. WQAM, hello.
4: I've got something for your poll. Uh, yes. Republicans. Okay. And uh, uh, have you invited Christ into your life yet?
1: <laughs> no, he's busy. Okay.
4: I'm
1: okay. Gonna... Jesus he's, Christ. Yeah, he's busy uh, shooting abortion doctors. Get that on there, Republicans, right away. Mike Herschenbach was sure he would get a fine. Oh, we're fine. I got a picture of Mike here, too. If he had a haircut, he would look half bad to me. College student, 21. mm <clears throat> He'd pay a couple hundred dollars, like his roommates, and go on with his life, even though he wasn't at the party that got out of hand at his rental house. After all, his name was on the lease. But what he didn't expect and hardly believe was that, like, this is in Nebraska, okay? Lancaster County Court Judge Gail Pacorni had in mind as his punishment for maintaining a disorderly house last October the tooth. Do uh, you know that was a crime, maintaining a disorderly house? It ought to be. Herschenbach remembered his attorney from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln reaching for a work release form which would get him out of jail so he could work while serving his sentence. He didn't need it. It's only a weekend, he remembered saying. But for court, didn't say three days in jail. He said, About 30, man. 30 days in jail. For maintaining a disorderly house. Two weeks after being sentenced to the term on March 3rd, Hershenbach, who was studying business at Southeast Community College in Lincoln, Nebraska, sat in a blue plastic chair in the visiting room at the Lancaster Correctional Facility. Frustrated by the experience, he talks to people serving 7- to 10-day sentences for driving drunk. He doesn't think it's right. In other words, if you drive drunk, you get 7- to 10-days, but if you maintain a disorderly house, you get about 30-days. I think McCorney wanted to make an example of someone. I just happened to be in the courtroom around the wrong day, which sucks, Hirschenbach said. He said it sucks. He said he was at his parents' home in Lincoln in October when Lincoln police went to the house he shares with Mike Turnus and Ken Jensen and found music blaring from the garage, and 170 or so people drinking beer. When the cops came in, they dropped their beer cups and ran. Oh, what a bunch of pansies, huh? Mm -hmm. About a month later, police pulled over back for speeding. The officer arrested him on charges related to the party. He said, call him when the party started. He said his name was on the lease, so he pleaded no contest. One of the charges was dismissed. His roommates both got fines, and he thought he would, too. In a two-and-a-half-page sentencing order, Bercorni went through reason by reason why courts need to take a harder look at this type of case and Mr. Hirschenbach. Reason number one, people can die at these parties, he wrote. Bercorni said young people who come to college in Lincoln often make bad choices when presented with unlimited beer and liquor. <coughs> like Josh Cordes there, who always makes bad choices. In other words, if it's around, he wants it. I would say they're bad choices. Good choices. It's not uncommon for police to find people passed out at parties with near-lethal blood alcohol levels, he said. Reason number two, people can die at these parties. See? Reason number one and number two, the same. McCorney alluded to Jenna Cooper, the NU soccer player shot and killed at a party nearly two years ago. Young men cruise neighborhoods looking for college parties and walk in uninvited, helping themselves to food and drinks, anything else lying around, like the chicks. As they often get violent, he said. Courtney said parties tear at the fabric of Lincoln's oldest and best neighborhoods, destroying the solid, quiet sense of community that has made our city what it is. Boring, evidently. Unlike Omaha, which is a lot more exciting. They're also an expensive drain on police resources, he said. Hershenbach didn't disagree with everything the judge said, but like the fact that while police are going out to parties, they could be doing more productive things. I agree with that, Herschenbach said, but that's also why I'm almost 22 and not having parties. See that, Josh? There's a, there's a kid that you ought to uh, learn some things from. Yeah, please. <laughs> well, anyway, he's, he's got to get out this Saturday. Maybe we can give him a call. Give me his number anyway. Here's the fact that says, how about those South Americans? I should know I'm married to one, and she bugs me and uh, bugs the Shiite out of me. She's Colombian. Well. And by the way, you're right, Neil, very good-looking people as dumb as dirt, IIS says here. The Colombian. What I tell you about them Colombians, man, what you said. I always told you that for a long time, had some uh, very fine experiences in my lifetime. <laughs> with them Colombians. Mm. But anyway, yeah, I wouldn't mind going to Bogota. The only problem is any anytime I go like on a trip, I like to come back alive. It's always pretty good. It's one of my prerequisites for traveling somewhere, like, like to Mexico. People say, "Oh, you ever been to Mexico?" No. Too many people don't make it back. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. That Dreamfield Floor Car Pasta Man, that, that thing is going to get a response on that website today, the, almost as good as our uh, fundraiser. So, so what? Boil it down for me. Give me the condensed version. So, in other words, being as lazy as they are, they're just picking up what I said on Friday. They're not going to go and make any more efforts to do any fundraisers, then that's it? Like what? Like van hits? I don't know. Anything. <laughs>
2: Look, how how do you want it? Because see, certain people who are doing a lot of work and getting no thanks just uh, are just getting bitched out for well, well, for wait, doing what they're you doing. Bitched out for what? Like Miguel, he does these van hits that yeah. take you know that take time out of his day. See how these Cubans stick together, Jack. That's right. Do when you want to do van a... hits or don't? Absolutely you? not. Then that's it. Then you got your wish. So what yeah. are you bitching about?
1: I'm not, no, I'm not bitching. I just would like to know what's going on. That's all. I'm not what bitching at least What you wanted
2: is what's going on. Nothing. And that's the way all of us like it.
1: Right, exactly, including me. I'm not bitching yeah. the least bit. i just like to make it at 20 grand so we can just get it over with. In fact, with what we got over the weekend on the Internet, yeah. maybe we got
2: it 20 grand. I'd just like to make it at 2 o'clock.
1: <laughs> oh, no sweat. And he's still talking, by the way. I thought you might oh. be there. Yeah. You are going to like him or else. No, no chance. They can put him on for seven hours a day. And the more they put him on, the lower his numbers go. Because it's a reminder of what he's all about. And it's a reminder of how he is. The two D's, baby. Dumb and dangerous. I'll tell you what else D stands for. This is a good thing. Dry concept. Did you know?
5: Thank you, baby.
1: When
6: a monitored moment Here are your 72 turns into the right moment, will you be ready? You can be with Ciala, the only ED tablet that works for up to 36 hours or 72 virgins, whichever comes first. Siala should be taken prior to detonation. Side effects include muscle aches and being dead. In the event of an erection lasting more than four hours, have at it again with the first virgin you deflowered, although at that point she'll no longer be a virgin.
5: I asked my mother about Siala. Shouldn't you?
6: Individual results may vary, and there's a distinct chance you'll go straight to hell for killing innocent people and that this whole 72 virgin thing is a sham devised to trick you into doing something indescribably evil. G-
3: Allah,
1: I'm ready. Well, guess what I just found. What? What? Chef's quitting controversy. Here's a new story about um, Isaac Hayes and South Park. And I'm printing it out right now, okay? Can you handle it? Well, while we're waiting for that to come out. Uh, There is an interconnectedness today that affects our economy. Right, no question about it. That's why we're like uh, mortgaging the next 4,000 years. Oh, and look at this. Vermont's two senators, Democrat Patrick Leahy and independent Jim Jeffords, believe that hearing should be held on the Bush administration's secret domestic wiretapping program before a censure vote is held. We know about Russ Feingold and the censure vote. Yeah, yeah. A few Democrats have openly come out in support of it. But... Senator Feingold says he intends to his resolution to prompt congressional investigation into the president's action on these issues. The Republican leaders so far have been reluctant to allow that, said David Carley, Leahy's spokesman. Uh, Senator Leahy believes in first things first, and the first thing is Congress doing its oversight duty in investigating the Bush administration's illegal domestic wiretapping. And Jeffords says he'd like to have hearings on the resolution. But in the meantime, if uh, they hold the hearings and they find out that what we already know is true, which we do, uh, then go ahead and censor his ass, or by the end, impeach him. Oh, yeah. Please. Now... The nope. important stuff. Okay. Isaac Hayes did not quit South Park. My sources say, says Roger Friedman at FoxNews.com, that someone quit it for him. I can tell you that Hayes is in no position to have quit anything. Contrary to news reports, the great writer, singer, and musician suffered a stroke on January 17. At the time, it was said they he was hospitalized, suffering from exhaustion. It's also absolutely ridiculous to think that Hayes, who loved playing chef on South Park, would suddenly turn against the show because they were poking fun at Scientology. Last November, when the Trapped in the Closet episode of the comedy aired, I saw Hayes and spent time with him in Memphis for the annual Blues Ball. If he hated the show so much, I doubt he would have performed his trademark hit song from the show, Chocolate Salty Balls. Well, we used to have that in the VCS, you know?
2: Um, we still have it on CD. We won't hear it no uh, more, but you know?
1: Huh? Oh, dang. Go play it. John X. will call up. Get all been out of shape. He tossed the song in the middle of one of his less salacious hits and got the whole audience in the Memphis Pyramid to sing along. I can tell you, Hayes was very pleased with himself, was in a great mood, and has always loved his fans coming up and asking him about Chef. As recently as early January, before his stroke, Hayes defended the South Park in an interview with the A.V. Club, the serious side of the satirical newspaper, The Onion. And it goes on with the interview here. It goes on and on and on. And on. I
2: feel so much better now.
1: Well, not about the stroke. Meanwhile, Hayes did not suffer paralysis, but the mild stroke may have affected his speech and memory. He's been having home therapy since it happened. That certainly begs the question of who issued the statement that Hayes was quitting South Park because it mocked Scientology four months ago. If it wasn't Hayes, who would have done such a thing? They okay. Meantime, Tom Cruise may have gotten Comedy Central to pull it through Peter South Park Scientology spoof last week, but the result is that it's all over the web. You can see it for yourself free at YouTube.com. That's Y-O-U-T-U-B-E, YouTube.com.
2: That's right.
1: Not only that, the Comedy Central website has four clips from the 21-minute show. It also says that Trapped in a Closet will air this Wednesday at 10 p.m., which that's not correct?
2: Oh, well, what's the date on that story?
1: Uh, the date is uh, today.
2: Okay, then let's see if it airs this Wednesday again. At 10 p.m. Well, we'll check it. Josh is going to look at the listings to see if it's listed.
1: So, whether or not Cruz actually did use influence at Viacom Paramount to get the show pulled from last week's schedule, here it is, bigger and better than ever. See, th- th- this must be correct because it admits that it was on pull last week. Mm hmm. It says, of course, no one would have cared one way or the other if Trapp simply had aired on schedule, meaning last week. Of course, no one could blame Cruise, John Travolta, or even R&B seller, a singer R. Kelly for being upset about the episode. They poked fun at mercilessly. Well, too bad. In the episode, Stan, one of the South Park characters, is solicited into Scientology. We know about this. but da boop That would be bad enough, wouldn't it? But Cruise visits Stan in his bedroom, winds up hiding in his closet when Stan tells him he's not the greatest actor. Thus is born the line, Tom Cruise won't come out of the closet. You fairy! It's repeated dozens of times. John Travolta, as soon as Cruz and Stan's closet, he won't come out either. And when they do, there's the ecstatic announcement that they've come out of the closet. Right. Yeah. Some of us have already seen this episode, and maybe even have to watch it again because we enjoyed it so much the first time. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It says, you get the picture, but nothing entrapped in the closet is anything worse than South Park, Raider, Stone, and Parker have done before. Just re- rent Team America and see what I mean. Which we love Team America. Lots. So, what's wrong with that?
5: Excuse me, but I do believe that's okay. Well, it's from Fox
1: News. What do you expect? Presidential 2008 candidates campaign in New Hampshire. Oh, and look who's picture there. Wesley Clark eating a deli sandwich from the pickle barrel. From the deli den. Preventing civil war in Iraq will require America's political influence, not just its military force. Retired Army General Wesley Clark said Saturday, ahead of the third anniversary of the U.S.-led invasion. Clark was in New Hampshire uh, among three. Potential candidates, he said nothing about his own plans, but said he was campaigning to get more Democrats elected to Congress this year. New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson, a Democrat, started a three-day tour of the state, and Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney, a Republican, was finishing up a two-day swing. Clark said the U.S. should push Shiite Muslims to include Sunnis in the government and to ensure the the country's oil wealth is shared by all. He predicted a long struggle that could spread elsewhere in the Middle East if diplomacy fails. This is the decisive moment in Iraq, the retired general told a crowd, of about, a crowd of about 200 people at New England College while he was wiping the pepperoni juice drool off his chin. It's a political problem primarily, not a military one. Maybe he didn't have pepperoni juice drool. Maybe he had ruben Sa- Reuben sandwich drool.
2: Okay. What color is that drool?
1: Orange. That Russian dressing. Never saw that? Oh, yeah. I you ordered it without, without the dressing. Yeah, I hate like Russian dressing, dressing. on bread and fat, you know, soggy bread. That episode's not going to be played, by the way. How do you know that? Because I looked at the schedule. Well, maybe they maybe it's a change. Don't you understand? Maybe
2: the schedule is. Well, updated. No, because yes. Wednesday starts new episodes of South Park. You yeah, know, I looked through Thursday, and there, there's at least an. Well, episode. I'm going to tell
1: you something. A lot of us are going to be watching Wednesday night. We're going to be Googling. We're going to that's be taping, right. PVRing, and CVRing, and whatever
2: else. TiVoing it.
1: TiVoing it. Well, that's PVRing it. Yeah. And if it's on there, then you're going to apologize on Thursday. No, Wednesday's a new episode, new season. You hear what I just said? Okay. If they repeat it on Wednesday because it was delayed a week after having it uh, axed last week, then you're going to have to apologize to uh, Josh and to, uh, uh, Robert and the Beast. Not to us. We don't care. <laughs> what are you laughing about? No, no, necessarily. You know what? I, I got to di- uh, Can I, like, just go off on that for a minute?
2: Go go right oh, ahead. Well.
1: No, listen to me. As you think back to the Greg Reed dynasty at QAM and the way that he surrounded himself with this bunch of people, this bunch of sycophants uh, without whom he felt very uncomfortable, all these, all the people that had their head deep inside his Lacto. body, you know, the water Nazi and Maddie Bell and uh, Ray Perry, who obviously somebody likes him for whatever reason. I have no idea what he does. Nice guy, but does nothing. But anyway... Um, and, of course, uh, the other one. You fairy. Who's now... And we don't hear anything from any of these salespeople. Have you noticed that? Since the new sales manager, no no Duff, no uh, Troy, no nobody. I yeah. have no idea whether anybody's left on here, like Pompano Park or any, anybody. But at any rate, Clarence is now doing the same thing. You see what he's doing? He's Gregory Jr. now. He's preparing for the right. day when he's going to be... Because, obviously, he's aware of the fact that Joe Bell is just a paper tiger, a, the court jester. And so he's the one... He is the anointed one by Joyce and the Beasleys. Like, didn't I tell you that a couple weeks ago when I found yeah. out the inside dope? Yeah, I did. Yes, you did. And so now he is surrounding himself with his own group of misfits. You know, Robert, I mean, I mean, I like the beast personally. You know, we have that uh, gambling thing yeah. in common with the uh, Wheel of Fortune and the slots and all that. And the beast is okay in small doses. But put him and Robert together and Clarence, and you've got that U of M trifecta. You know what I'm saying? The Misfit mm-hmm. U. M-U, Misfit U.
2: That, that's what this is all about. And but the worst part of it is that to go to you though. I think
3: we That, that
1: doesn't parts. make any difference. That's not the point. He he's a UM flunky, now. Don't you understand He broadcasters sports? He's got his head deep inside. Here's the guy, and that whole thing, they're all Ooh. they're all joined together with the lip. Don't you get it? I get yeah, it. You get it. You've known that a long time. It's not a revelation. Uh-huh. So that that's what's going on now. And Joe is just like uh, sitting back, uh, oblivious, you know, like, "Hey, uh well, what I had no idea what he's doing." Do you? No. no. <laughs> oh man! Or generally, what group of South Floridians bugs you the most? That's our poll question today on NeilRogers.com, where you can click on that link to uh, that great pasta. What is it? Diamond Head. Yeah,
2: yeah. Diamond Head. Dreamfields.
1: Dreamfields pasta. I've had the hardest. I, I know what it is. Time remembering what the hell it is. There it is, right above um, uh, OJ's. I mean uh, Osama's picture.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: Jama. enjoy the Dreamfields healthy advantage. I'm telling you, it's great stuff. Works for me. I can't guarantee it's going to work for you, so buy only one box and then don't bitch me out. If your blood sugar goes skyrocketing, you need uh, something else. Like a box. Hey, speaking of food, if you're hungry, I mean, got a big appetite right now, then head over to John the Baker, two locations. Play like
4: men and they look like women.
6: Ah, good afternoon. Yes? Can I help you? The name is London Lee, and I would very much like to see Neil straight away, please. I have this package I wish to deliver. Neil is in Canada. Besides, you can't go in there while the show is on. Perhaps you didn't hear me the first time. I am none other than London Lee. You're dressed like Austin Powers. Yes. Well, actually, he dressed like me. That was my act. I was quite the dandy, you know. Thought it was time to jump on the old bandwagon, shall we say. That movie came out eight years ago. Quite simple, really. I was frozen longer. Give off of this bloody babble. I demand to see Neil now. George, there's a man by the name of Leafy Lee here to see Oh, no, 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 London Lee. Now see here, whisk broomface. face. I'll have you know I'm London Lee. Be list standby guest for the Mike Douglas and Merv Griffin show. I work with the greats, my K-star, and... Carol Cook. Somebody get Bo Camper in here. You haven't heard of me, have you? No. Does John Biner or Sandy Barron ring a bell? Sorry. Blast it all. What's the situation we have here? This hooligan refuses to let me see Neil
5: Rogers. Neil's not here, man. Door's this way. Come <laughs> hand me, you brute. <laughs>
6: well, how to go in there? Total waste of time. They didn't know who I am. Yeah, I always had the same problem. Those came and asked to go, but uh, I thought they would know you more. Oh, well, here's whole package back. Package?
5: Did. You didn't leave it in there? No. So, you want to write
1: by us again so we know what that bit was all about. London Lee shows up. What I have was, no idea who he is. Nobody
2: ever heard of him. We heard right. of Pinky Lee
1: and let's Peggy call, Lee. Let's call and him Weatherface.
2: Yeah, apparently right. everyone had... Uh, I, I didn't get the pleasure of interacting with him, but everybody else did. Josh had some moments. Miguel spent some time with him. But why apparently would I want to see time. him? He has something big going on. He had a CD that he brought in, yeah. and uh, that got given to Miguel to give to me with the... Instro, uh, with the oh, uh, speaking film. of Miguel, by the way, I don't want yeah. to like uh, go
1: off on a tangent. All right. Which I like Miguel just fine. He's a fine human being. But since it's about that time of day when a Marlin regular season is going to be starting in a couple of weeks... Yeah, Those Marlin tickets are going to be coming from Ray Perry now that he's back in the fold and getting paid for God only knows what. But he's a good guy, Ray. He's, he's okay, too. Uh, I don't want anybody like uh, Cherry picking and going through and picking out a bunch of tickets because uh, I'm not going to be there before bunch I get my tukets. hands on them.
2: Okay. A bunch of tuckets. No problem. You know
1: exactly what my, uh, where my house is, the address, it can mm-hmm. be mailed there. You can uh, take them all,
2: whatever you want, you know. All right, we will uh, get them because there. Because I've
1: had very loud and vociferous complaints, and rightfully so, from uh, my household about the fact that last year when the tickets arrived, like all the good stuff was already
2: gone. Well, none, none of that would happen if uh, there hadn't been a consent at some point somewhere. No,
1: not not, not like to just go through and pick everything well, under the sun that anybody might want to go to see. How about this
2: time? Nobody will uh, touch anything. Take anything. Don't yeah. touch
1: anything. Okay. Not you or Miguelito or anybody Me? else. Oh yeah. Right. And and you know, Josh won't oh, go anywhere
2: because he's not on the payroll. I
1: was going to say See, I'll take the
2: tickets because I can go now. Just kidding, man. Don't worry about. it. I, I had my heart set on him, man. Oh. Now speaking of doing business with Israelis, yeah. and every yeah. other thing that you
1: and I can come back to an agreement on. Yeah. An Israeli court sentence demanded two years in prison yesterday for operating a fake clinic that offered penis enhancements and so-called medical treatments to make people taller, which failed to work. Oh damn it. Simon Sofer told, Simon said, told dozens of clients he was a doctor and said he could add up to 3.9 inches to their height or 2.4 inches to their genitals, the court in Tel Aviv said. His clinic in operation since 1999. Let's see, 3.9 inches to their height. They're going to make you about 5'4". four, Right. And in my case, well, his clinic in operation since ninety nine was not medically supervised, the government prosecutor <laughs> told the court so far has uh, appealed the conviction. His he precharged patients uh, six hundred and forty pounds and nineteen hundred and fifty three pounds to increase their height with a Russian made it's got it in shekels. With a Russian made treatment method. He told the court genitalia enlargements were not performed despite advertisements that promised them. People who sought to become taller were suspended for <laughs> this is the best. Yes. Yeah, or sus- maybe you can do this at home yourself. Suspended from the air by their arms and legs, or had their bodies stretched with weights. Others were poked with needles or given food supplements and exercises to perform, perform at home. Suspended from air by their arms and legs. Only a lunatic could take a person who's not been checked by a doctor and hang him upside down. According to transcript quoted a witness as saying at a trial session in February. Only a lunatic. The court said Sofer had endangered the health of his clients and that none had received their expected result. A judge sentenced him to two years in jail, taking into account he had no criminal record, and is an Israeli, and lives with his mother, who supports him financially. The court gave no age for Sofer. How do you like that? About 30, man. Or whatever it is, probably 50. He lives with Mama. How about that? It's that Jewish thing, you know.
2: Well, it's about time that uh, somebody other than a Cuban uh, fake doctor that, uh, you know, busted...
1: Israeli business people, man. Avoid them like the plague. Run. Run. That's what you told me. And then you had your own experience, didn't
2: you? Yeah, well, remember the the line in that movie Crash, since we talk about it so much? Remember Sandra Bullock's uh, tirade there? That she felt like doing something, but she didn't because she didn't want people to think that she was a bigot? Yeah. Yeah, that was my experience. I wanted to run based on things that you had told me. Well, you should have. And I didn't. I said, oh, no, no, I better not uh, just let my bigotry take hold here. I'll, you know, how bad can they be? Bad. Bad. It's a way of life. Walmart, speaking of your very favorites,
1: Israeli business people, followed by Walmart and Nice Quinella. Walmart plants die next to hire an extra 150,000 staff in China over the next five years as it boosts its presence in the fast-growing retail market. Walmart is gobbling up the world. That's exactly right. They're like a gigantic uh, monster with a a limitless appetite. Like a Pac-Man. They don't give a damn about that pasta, whether it's low-carb or high-carb. They just want to eat it. The U.S. firm, the world's largest retailer and the Antichrist, currently has 56 stores in China plans to open another 20 over the next year. It plans to establish a university degree to help new staff acquire skills in food preparation and finance. The world's largest retailers are all looking to expand in China. However, British firm Tesco and Germany's Metro, among a number of other companies, intend on making further inroads into China. Of the current retailers, French firm Carrefour leads the way with 78 stores. Domestic business currently accounts for 80% of Walmart sales, but the firm is looking to grow its international operations. We're going to be growing in all directions. They're They're extending their testicles and tentacles in all directions, gobbling up every dime on the face of the globe. Walmart. And, last but not least... Well, we covered a little territory there. We had some sensational calls. Oh, yeah. It was okay, except for that memo. I'm going to read it again one more time at the end of the show. One more time. One more.
6: Because
1: that that is the worst memo. And I remember reading certain memos over the years and saying, this is the worst (coughs) memo in the history of broadcasting. Mm Mm-hmm. Now now, now it may even come close. I mean, you know, you don't know whether to laugh or cry. Yeah. I I mean, the idea that Robert Greeper is now like a, pretty soon he's going to be your supervisor. You better like suck up to him, man. Oh,
2: we're chums. You better kiss him right on the cheek. We're, uh, you know, we're going to temple on Saturday together. <laughs>
1: Self-hating Jew,
2: Robert Gripper,
1: and backstabber, phony. Although I'm glad to hear that his tongue is four shades lighter now since left. Absolutely. Re- Republican senator claimed on a, one of the talking head shows yesterday that generals have told him that a low-grade civil war has been going on in Iraq for the last six months to a year. Chuck Hagel, who's a painted bush's uh, thorn in his side. Nationalities raise the quotas. I think we have had a low-grade civil war going on in Iraq, certainly at least for six months. Maybe last year, he said on ABC's This Week, with George stepping on top of us. Our own generals have told me privately, George, uh, that's what he said, so that's a fact. And for us to walk away from that or try to hew this up with some rosy veneer, forget about it. Hegel has picked more than a few fights with the Bush administration in the last few years, also criticized a line from a column that Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld wrote and published in the Washington Post, which compared withdrawal from Iraq to appeasing the Nazis. Turning our backs on post-war Iraq today would be the modern equivalent of handing post-war Germany back to the Nazis, wrote Rumsfeld. And, of course, it's totally bogus anyway, because the Nazis were all either in prison or had surrendered at the end of WW2. When asked by Stephan- us if that analogy was appropriate, Hegel said that it wasn't, though we understood the secretaries had a difficult assignment to try to assign some credibility to the current policy, which isn't working. Hagel complained about the constant refrain invoked by the administration about how we're not going to leave until we achieve victory. After rattling off a number of goals already achieved, such as Saddam's capture in Iraqi elections, Hagel argued that the term was too nebulous and could signify that we'll never be out of there. Steph, on top of his other guest, Senator Jack Reed, Democrat of Rhode Island, argued that another major problem is that there was no compliment to the military forces in Iraq. We don't have the State Department people, the Department of Agriculture, the aid people to transform this military success, into something that people would talk about as a stable and effective governmental structure in Iraq, Reed said. A low-grade civil war that's going on right now. But other than that, everything's going on. Oh, well. we're fine. Punky-dory. This is Neil Rogers. Cost
5: me $6,000. You get a lot of business. Rogers on Sports Radio, WQAM.
0: And now, a word from the
6: unborn child of Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Hello,
5: I am the unborn child of Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. My life is gonna be great. Look, I have such a huge chance of being hot and sexy. My father is the answer. Some- And my mommy is beautiful. It's not like being the child of Billy Joel and Christy Brinkley where you have a 50% chance of looking like him. (laughs) That poor daughter looks like a troll. Can you imagine the bad luck having Billy Joel as your father and the beautiful Christy Brinkley as your mother and you wind up looking like him. (laughs) Anyway, my life is pretty good so far, except for all this traveling, too. They're wearing me out. I don't know where I'm going until I hear about it on Entertainment Tonight, and of course, I smell it. I've been to Cambodia, I've been to Zimbabwe, I think about Area and her New Jersey. Mm. I like being in the belly of my mommy and the Joey. But I'm also looking forward to being born. Because then I'll get to <laughs> you know. Oh, and the other thing I wanna talk about is American Idol, because I listen to it in my mommy's belly. And I don't like that grandma girl. But I think Kevin Correa from another Long Island, is probably very cute. He sounds very cute, but I can't see him because, well, my eyes aren't even open yet. Ah, I can't wait till I actually have hands. Right now, I sort of got, like, two fish tails on the end of my arms, and I stuck to grab stuff. But very soon, I will have hands. Okay, that's all for now. I gotta go because
6: I think the plane is being fueled, and I have to go on another freaking trip. Bye. You have just witnessed an official pre-birth monologue from the unborn baby of Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt.
1: And by the way, you're all welcome for the fact that I saved you from any stories about Angelina with all weekend long and all over the internet. Ba 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 ba. Wedding that never took place, and oh, who cares already? Jeez, or get a life. I have no life. Anyway, here's speaking. I have no life. How many times should we read this every day? Yeah. Memorandum from our program director, Josh Darrow, A.K.A. Clarence, the worst memo in the history of the business. Carbon copy to general uh, manager Joe Bell, by the way, and to everybody. All QM employees. Ray, Beast, and Reaper. Remember in the uh, prisoner? He was number six. Reaper That's is right. number. Yeah.
2: Uh huh. Well, according to that memo, he's number two.
1: Oh yeah, you can say that again. I've always said that. Can't you smell it? Clarence says, I've enlisted Brian London and Robert Griefer to assist me in running the WQM programming department. (laughs) 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 If they ask you for something, please comply. They're communicating decisions I have made and goals that I have for the radio station. They are my flunkies. They are my underlings. They are my uh, spies. Please consider that when they contact you, and if any issues arise, please handle them respectfully and professionally. Oh, Brother. You're right, number one and number two and number three, whatever that is. Also, if I cannot be found, which happens more often than not because he's a UM basketball nerd, and there is a pressing issue, please see them for any assistance. Now, if you had some kind of a problem there, wouldn't you go running to Robert Grieper?
2: I'm going to start.
1: Brian and Robert have been with WQM for a long time and are deserving of this. They are passionate about this station and care about its sound and success. I'm glad they've agreed to help me with this endeavor. That is just... That uh, we, we, we have now reached the bottom, okay? Just when you thought, rocks
3: bottom. You know what I'm saying? What do you say? So, Clarence, this is for you, sweetheart. Bye, bye, bye!